0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to this fine radio program. Podcast and video extravaganza, known internationally as Hi, the world famous Smoking and Toasting. Welcome to show number two hundred and forty-seven. Uh, we are, I would say, halfway to three hundred, yeah, at least. Yeah, damn close. <laughs> the math works out. Um, we have a great one for you today. Uh, not like all those other crappy shows we did the previous weeks with people like Chris Hart and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, we have Tom Painter, the co-owner and marketing director with No Label Brewing Company, in the studio and this is one of one of what we like to call our writing the great wrongs shows because we should have done this a long time ago we're such fans of your of your beer and you know it's it's very regularly in both of our refrigerators and you're cans are very regularly in both of our you know outgoing trash and so we uh, we really uh, should have done this a long time ago but i'm glad we're doing it today well this makes you, know, you
1: the the best people in the world uh, your, your customers yeah <laughs> yeah that's right we, we are in fact uh, we
0: often we have a saying here on the show that uh, smoking and toasting uh, directly influences sales and we know for a fact that it does because very often Ian and I will stop and buy some of what we've tasted on our way home. Yes, from doing the show, so we know that it has an actual direct impact on sales, and that's a and that's a good thing. So, so Tom, welcome to the show. We're excited about uh, finding out all about what No Label is about and how you got started and what you're. Uh, what your sort of uh, view is about uh, what's going on in the brewing industry these days in the craft brewing industry. So we're excited to have you on the show. Now, you also do your own show, which is a regular weekly show, right? Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, ESPN's uh, Drink of Ages Mm -hmm. uh, radio show. It's with um, a guy named John Denman, who's been radio personality for like for a while and then um how
0: how were you able to find a radio personality that drinks that's was that difficult was it was not hard
1: (laughs) i I opened the door i was like who's thirsty good good (laughs) it usually works (laughs) The uh he's a he's a close friend of mine and he took a break during COVID, like you know a lot of people did and and he was just kind of trying to figure it figure it out and then he asked me he was like, should I bring the show back? And I was like, oh, should definitely bring the show back? He's like, I don't want to do it alone. I've been doing it by myself for so long. I was like, well, find yourself a co-host. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's better to do it with a friend. And he's like, that's a good idea. Find someone in the brewing industry. Like, like, and he's like, oh, that's, a good, great ideas, that's yeah. a good idea. You have great ideas. It's a good idea. And I was like, yeah. And then a week later, he was like, all right, we need to talk about the show. I was like, did you find someone? Yeah, I did find someone. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then he started, and, and then he pitched it to me. And he's like, it's going to be you. I was like, John, I don't want any more responsibility. Right, yeah. And, and you, got, like, you got
0: this little brewery to run. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And he was like, it's not that hard. You sit down, you talk to people, you drink beer.
0: You already do this. Just add a
1: microphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's those, a little bit how we got started. Yeah, and actually. those
0: really are. You know, we make fun of our buddy Chris Hart all the time, but he's got the greatest idea for a show ever. Uh, in you know, interview interesting people and drink while you talk. Yep. You know, it's not a bad it's not a bad idea at all. You know, so anyway, we are. Uh, uh, we are thrilled to have you on today We're in the studio with no-label beer So we'll be trying out I think he's brought four different uh, brews for us to try A couple Absolutely. of which I have not had So I'm very excited Super excited uh, And uh, then we'll also be tasting some tequila today uh, Ian, will you show off that bottle? Man, dessert? look at is this crazy beautiful... I don't know which side to show off it's... Yeah, well, it's, I don't even know which side this is This looks like me after I've been drinking tequila <laughs> That <laughs> is called Addictivo Tequila and maybe I'm hoping that um, that our tequila expert uh, Liliana is listening because maybe she can tell us exactly mm. what the word Addictivo means. But I took it to mean addict. To tequila, which I you know, I do fall into that category. Maybe. And for those of you just listening, the uh, the bottle
2: itself is like a square, kind of a classic square bottle, mm-hmm. but it's like while the it's glass still twisted, was still hot, yeah. they just took the bottom and top and twisted them. It's a beautiful uh, bottle.
1: It's a beautiful bottle. And
2: yeah.
0: also what's interesting... About 45 degrees pull, there. Ian, pull the, pull the top off of that uh, just for a second. I don't mind if I do. And you will notice that they've done something very oh. interesting, which is that they have... I haven't figured out yet how to get it out of there, but once the bottle's empty You've got this last little bit of tequila in, in the lid. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, yeah. so, I didn't realize yeah. that
2: that wasn't just the color of the lid. That's actually. So
0: I thought, what a genius idea! Tequila it's like, in the lid. It, it, it allows you to go. Oh man, I'm out of tequila. Oh wait, I'm not. One final drink. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's awesome. So uh, anyway, one last dram. This is a uh, an añejo tequila, and it has been aged in French oak barrels, so that should be interesting. And I'm looking forward to uh, trying that out. Uh, also on the program today, we have some new cigars to watch for, a few things going on, including, we mentioned this last week, but I didn't really give you the details, uh, Boston Beer Company, the people that make um, uh, Sam, Sam Adams, Adams yeah. uh, and and a whole bunch of hard seltzers and other mm-hmm. things, uh, they have teamed up with the Pepsi Company to produce hard Mountain Dew. You know, so. <laughs> teenage Ian. Yeah. Is
2: rejoicing right now.
0: <laughs> were you a Mountain Dew guy when you? were Oh yeah totally. yeah, totally, totally.
2: Yeah. Mountain Dew all the way. Yeah, yeah. Until I'm, the one day I realized how much heartburn it gave me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you had, to, you had to back
0: away. Well, I'm sure having it include alcohol won't temper the heartburn <laughs> Not thing at, at all. all. No. So, uh, so there's that. But uh, anyway, uh, it's an interesting story. We will talk about that. We will also uh, get into a few lists. I think if we have time. And uh, oh, a truck. Carrying Jack Daniels bottles overturned on an Ohio highway. Were they empty bottles or full bottles? Well, uh, now I don't even have to do the story because the good news is they were empty bottles. So, so, uh, you know, and I'm not the biggest fan of just regular old Jack Daniels, but you had to figure there were a a few bottles of their... uh, you know, they're, they're more special stuff on the right, track right, as well. So yeah, but they were all empty. So all they did was make a big mess. I'm and, sorry, I didn't and, mean to blow the story. It, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we have we have plenty of other stories, including nice by the way, nice bubble. Yeah, include. Well, you know, this is this is what happens. See, when I don't and and this we do this on the show. I don't clue Ian in as to what the stories are. All he's seen is maybe show notes where there's a, 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 a sort of a headline. For about, for my
2: part, I adamantly don't pay attention until it's pointed straight well, out it's to it's me. it's going to keep it fresh. Yeah, yes. exactly. Because I want get, my, I want I my natural, responses to be very... A natural response.
0: Yes, yes absolutely. Very so, authentic. So we'll see what your natural response is to today's drinking news. Today's drinking news, the uh, teaser headline... Oh, you can't play the ukulele. Yeah, oh, he actually can. <laughs> uh, the Marvel Universe expands to add a new hero. Bunny Man. That will be the subject of our drinking news in a later segment today. So so no-label beers, uh, some uh, Añejo tequila, uh, a lot of fun things to talk about. And uh, and thanks, by the way. I, we were joking about them earlier, but uh, thanks to our uh, smoking a to toast and whiskey expert, uh, Chris Hart, for being on the show last week. He
2: experts act- always hate being called experts. I know, and
0: that's why we continue to I think to call because everyone that. thinks it's pretentious, pretentious yeah. if you call them an it, expert. It, well, it, it's, it definitely is pretentious if you call yourself an expert. It's kind of like I've always maintained: if you have a nickname, it cannot be one that you gave yourself. The, well, there are, it has to be one. I, that somebody I just have else to say, historically,
2: you. there's a few there's a few um, exceptions to this. You know, Joe Pass put out an album, a solo album called
0: Virtuoso. Well, he is a virtuoso, and everyone listened to it and went, "Okay, yeah."
2: Right? <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes that exactly, happens. Exactly. <laughs> but generally
0: speaking, though, you don't get to give yourself a nickname. You know, that has to come from somebody else. People who give themselves a nickname, that's, that's a little pretentious if you ask me. Joe <laughs> passes is allowed because he is a virtuoso, but you well, know what I'm saying. I'm sure the record company had something to do with <laughs> they that. They probably did. Title, but. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, we will, I think, uh, uh, of course, we'll have our whiskey expert. I like saying it just because I know it gets under his skin. Chris Hart <laughs> uh, will be back with us uh, again before too long. And it was a very fun show last week. So if you missed it, be sure and uh, uh, go check Yeah, go it back out. and check it out. There was, yep. there was drinking involved. I
1: hear F-bombs were flying.
0: F-bombs were, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that
1: always happens. See,
2: Chris Hart on his own show.
0: He doesn't because, swear at all, right? Right, because right? Whiskey
2: Neat is his ESPN show as well. Right, right.
0: So, you can't... So, so, so when he when he shows up on our show, he's got like three months worth of f bombs stored up. Yeah, yeah, and so he just like boom, 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 and then he starts talking about Alan Denny, and the language gets worse. And you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just kind of the way that it goes. So, anyway, uh, no, he's he's a good friend. We we really did have a fun show with him last week. So, check it out if you missed it. Okay, um, it's uh, it's kind of been a crazy week for me. Uh, Ian was kind of enough to come and pick me up at my house today, and we uh, both went and got to spend a little time at the uh, Casa de Monte Cristo, one of our favorite places, and uh, both had a chance to smoke uh, something interesting, and I will let you go first, my friend. Uh, tell me about your cigar.
2: Well, this morning I was wandering through the humidor, and uh, I picked up a, a Hoya de Nicaragua. Uh, let me find my notes on it. There we go. Uh, Hoya de Nicaragua Cuatro uh, Cinco, which... So-
0: a de Nicaragua, we were talking about this at the at the cigar store. This used to be one of those less expensive brands. Um, you know, you could get a Hoy de Nicaragua cigar that was pretty good for yeah. you know five, six bucks. Yeah, 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 it was it was not an expensive cigar. I think they may have even had a few in the line that were less than that. And the They brand, also had
2: the really cheap looking labels with just the
0: green leaf yes. on it. Uh huh. I remember that. Mm-hmm. The brand got bought a couple of years ago by Drew Estate. And the first thing you'll notice about the difference is that the prices have all gone up The prices have gone up. Well,
2: the whole conversation started when we wandered through the humidor and we saw a $20 Hoya to Nicaragua. Yeah, I mean, that was that would have been unheard of. Which, by before. the way, if you speak Spanish, loosely translates to Hoya of Nicaragua. Okay, good. Just that's, so you know. That's good that you um, were able to
0: point that out. First. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this was the uh, Quattro Cinco, Double Robusto. This was a five by fifty six cigar. This is a five year, oak barrel aged Nicaraguan puro, and it's uh, Cinco uh, or Cuatro Cinco. Obviously is forty five. So this is their forty fifth anniversary cigar. Okay. The uh, pre light sniff on this warm tobacco slash humidor kind of flavors. You know that that smell that's just kind the, of the like like when you have... walk into the humidor. It's such a beautiful so, smell. So it's I like f- walking into a brewery and you smell yeah, it. Yeah. So that, I feel
0: I feel like that. That smell is kind of like tobacco and cedar. Yeah. Kind of intermingled yeah. with each other, right? But
2: it's not the smell of just a cigar. No. And most of the time when you pick up a cigar it doesn't have it, but this had some of that into it. And it could be because I don't know how long it's been in a humidor, but this
0: sometimes even if you open up one of your own humidors at home. Oh I do that you sometimes anyway, anyway. Just that, open it right? up and take yeah. a whiff.
2: It's so yeah. nice, yes. <laughs> um so
0: the pre-light sniff on is
2: warm tobacco slash humidor, some barnyard, rich earth, and uh, some Virginia pipe tobacco. Oh, uh, right off the, especially off the foot of this cigar, I got this very pure. So was that off putting? No, that's always, it's always no, some because more sweet. it's a beautiful smell. Yeah, it's a beautiful smell. Um, I don't usually smoke a lot of Virginia. I like I like uh, pipe tobaccos that have some blends with Virginia in there, but uh, Virginia. Tobacco, uh, pipe tobacco can be a little cigarette y and and that turns me Mm -hmm. off a little bit, but it always smells really good, Mm -hmm. um, you know, on the nose. So, but it had a little bit of that to it. The uh, pre light draw on this, I used a clip. The draw on it was effortless. It was a little sweet on the lips. The tobacco left a really nice sweetness on the lips. Very uh, dark. Um, dark, uh, smooth overall-looking uh, cigar, and uh, mostly firm overall. forgot the whole appearance thing on it mm-hmm. with one large band on it. The, um, the pre-light draw, yeah, sweet on the lips, sweet spices, fermented hay, coffee, a little bit nutty. The initial light on this, uh, Nicaraguan Pepper Blast, which, of course, Oof. is going to be the name of my debut album for my heavy metal band, Leprechaun Fancy Pants. So Leprechaun Fancy Pants with their debut album, Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan Pepper, pepper Blast, yes. I love it, I love it. Uh, can, can I pre-order? <laughs> yes, I'm going to start songwriting soon. <laughs> okay, good. Um, uh, so, uh, Nicaraguan Pepper Blast, cedar, leather, sweet fermented hay. This is all coming in right on the initial light. So this is a pretty complex initial light.
0: Yeah, a lot no of kidding, times you a lot don't of get, times, get a lot of things going on. Especially with the Nicaraguan cigars, you get that pepper blast, yeah. and that's all you get until it kind of settles down. Absolutely. But you're saying you got a lot of other stuff from the beginning.
2: The Right off the initial light on this as well Is fresh cut lumber and sweet coffee Ooh, nice. it, was, I like this, that. it had so much complexity Just right off the bat The first third of this rich earth sets the tone Backed by massive cedar Hints of leather, tea leaf, coffee Some nuttiness uh, with a pepper undertone The pepper wasn't uh, like Even though it had that huge blast The pepper wasn't the mainstay of this It was the background It was kind of the canvas on oh, that everything else was on uh, It was really nice The uh, retro Did retro say hail,
1: hints of leather?
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's actually pretty common in, in yeah. uh, fuller-flavored uh, cigars. But it does bring a different image to mind, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a smoking I had a, <laughs> had a feeling that's where you were going. Uh, so, uh. The uh, retro hill on the first third of this was charred oak and cedar with sweet nuttiness, uh, solid ash, uneven burn. Oh. So the barn started off kind of uneven on this, and I just left it. I didn't, I didn't bother with it. It didn't get real uneven, so I just left it let it do its thing. The second third of this, uh, I peeled the label off. Um, and, and if you can pull up this picture of the label, I peeled the label off, and there was a little bit of an Easter egg under the label. It's, uh, it was this beautiful picture of the uh, rolling room. And it says a special blend is a tribute to Hoya de Nicaragua on its 45th anniversary and to the establishment of premium cigar industry in Esteli, Nicaragua, in 1968.
0: Oh, nice. So, so you so, were right about the 45 thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, so your, I try to go Spanish, only with facts your that Spanish, I've heard secondhand. Your Spanish is intact. <laughs> <laughs> so...
2: Uh, so that was kind of fun uh, Deep rich earth and oak takes over at this point Traces of nuttiness and dried fruit in the background uh, Sweet nuttiness and coffee Going all the way through this so The retro hail is peppery and woody Solid ash, pretty even burn by this point kind of even itself out Yeah. The uh, last third of this, incredibly friendly and complex for a full-strength cigar is what I put down. Because it really it's a very full-strength cigar. This is not Fisher Price, my first cigar. Mm-hmm. Don't go get this if all you ever smoke is mild. But if you want, if you're in the medium range and you want to go with something a little bigger that doesn't just burn your tongue, this is a great way to go. The... Uh, Retro hails, warm, oaky notes with dried fruit and earth. The pepper uh, in the background is kind of a creamy pepper, not too spicy for as present as it was. Solid ash, good burn, price to quality. This cigar cost me $10.65. When you add taxes to that, it's $45. (laughs) Of course. That's a joke, $10.56. But, um... Uh, I give it a solid six on a price to quality. Nice. Solid six. I'm going to go back and buy more of these. I really, really enjoyed it. Now,
0: I'll tell you, I was sitting next to you while you were smoking this. And I could tell you were enjoying the cigar. But
2: could you tell? Because all I was doing was going, nom, nom, nom,
0: nom, nom, But that didn't give me <laughs> that didn't give me the sense that you were getting all of that complexity, necessarily. That you were identifying all of those notes. And that's, I was
2: hiding it from you because I wanted it to be a surprise on the show. That's
0: very impressive. I'm surprised, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm impressed.
2: So the price-to-quality index, uh, if you're not familiar with it, is uh, we, we do a, a 1 to 10 scale, and 5 is the middle of the scale you get exactly what you pay for. Okay. So this is very much price uh to quality uh dependent because if you get above five, I could have paid thirteen. And you wouldn't have been disappointed. I wouldn't have even thought twice yeah. about it. it was yeah. that kind of good. None of us so. want
0: to pay more. But right. but but if you had paid thirteen dollars, yeah. you'd have been totally happy with, with your what you So got at ten sixty five this is a little bit of a bang for the buck. Yeah. I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. Well that's it's it's tough for cigars that are over ten or eleven dollars to get uh higher than a 5 on the price to quality because you're already you're already comparing them well you know yeah but i i know of some really good $8 cigars yeah, and $7 absolutely, cigars absolutely. that was it that much better than those so uh and uh, so i'll keep that in mind while i tell you about uh the cigar that i smoked at uh, Casa Late this on, morning uh, i had the avo synchro caribe the toro mm. size i heard that's and, new uh, it is brand new In fact, they practically tackled us When we came in the door And said, <laughs> like, you, you guys have to this. try this cigar So, I have to admit though I approached <clears throat> it with a little bit of trepidation And the reason is that uh, I've always liked AVO cigars Their basic line is is fairly mild But they've come out with some other ones And they're good mild cigars, by the way uh, But they've come out with some other ones Over the past several years Some of the first of which I tried were uh, Were really good However, the last couple of their, you know, more expensive, more, you know, involved and and uh, interesting cigars that I've tried, I've actually found pretty disappointing. There were I remember Construction this, issues. I we talked about it on the there show.
2: There was a 30th anniversary that I bought, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I was thinking about this while we were talking um, earlier. There's a 30th anniversary that I bought, and I gave it actually a good review. I really enjoyed it. And as a matter of fact, I enjoyed it so much that I bought a second one and brought it here to you. And we laughed because... You had uh, actually um, reviewed the same cigar, and yours exploded and was a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. And then you smoked the second one, and also had a terrible experience. Yeah. And I must have just gotten the one unicorn cigar in the whole uh, batch, right?
0: So. Yeah. so I remember this now. But yeah, <clears throat> I had so I had a couple of those, and it really kind of stopped me from buying. Avo's yeah. for a while. Even though I've always liked it, I loved uh you know Avo Uvesian, the sort of namesake piano player by the way. Yeah, he, great jazz pianist. He was fantastic and and uh I just I don't uh, it, it was so disappointing to me that I, I didn't want to yeah. be disappointed anymore, so I kind of stopped trying Avos. <laughs> uh, but today, the uh, the Casa guys said, you got to try this, so that's what I did. Uh, Caribe, they've had other cigars in the synchro line before. This one is named Caribe, which is not only a very tropical word, but it's also the title of one of Uvesian's songs, which, by the way, you can find on Apple Music. It's jazz. Spotify. It's a, comp- it's, yeah, a it's composition. A jazz, jazz piano. It's nice, yeah. Uh, it's a Dominican rapper. Ecuadorian binder and has filler from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. The pre-light was very earthy, which I love. I love when you do that pre-light sniff and maybe you... uh you know, you uh, cut the cigar, you do a little draw and it's got that earthiness. That that always is the most promising of the pre light mm-hmm. flavors to me. That and maybe chocolate. Uh, but the uh, the pre light was earthy, no barnyard. And I will say a lot of the Avo cigars I've had before have had that very, very much. barnyard, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's been almost was almost like a, a signature, especially on their milder stuff. When
2: well, the guys at the shop mentioned when we came in that this is not like a lot of the Avos. No, no, in, in flavor not. profile.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, there were notes of leather and spice. <clears throat> on the pre-light it had a nice easy draw i used the v-cut there i love using their v-cut because they have one of those that's on the the table and you go it's awesome (laughs) Uh, and it does it does a great v-cut so i did that i lit it up got a nice blast of nicaraguan pepper nicaraguan pepper blast which makes me think that the nicaraguan and dominican tobacco mix in the filler is probably mostly nicaraguan because dominican doesn't usually give you that uh from the very first puff though i knew this was going to be a better experience than my last avo. Uh, The smoke was rich and full, the flavor was already nicely balanced, even just a puff or two in, and the first inch burned nice and straight. And I was like, okay, good. This is this is a good sign. Flavors seemed full on the first third. The nice pepper note on the palate was balanced out by a really subtle sweetness on the retrohale. They worked together really well. There were also some nice flavors that I almost want to call tropical. Maybe I'm being influenced by the name of the cigar a little bit. Uh, but there was, like, some tangerine zest and... Unless it was my imagination, maybe even a little hint of a coconutty uh, kind of a vibe, which I don't, you don't experience that that's, a lot. That's an unusual one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, second, third stayed with the tropical vibe, earthy, and a hint of coffee crept in as well. Once I tipped the cigar the first time to drop the first inch and a half or so of ash, uh, and and there's a, I think one of the pictures shows how long that first inch and a half ash was. And it just clung and probably would have gone further, but I knew it was headed for my shirt at some point. So I, <laughs> I flicked it off at an inch and a half. Uh, and then once I did that, the next one went on for another solid inch. Uh, it was getting close to the band, so I didn't give it a chance to do much more than that. And I dropped that in the ashtray as well. Last third was just as good as the first two black pepper, lots of earth, a nutty profile, all blending just beautifully. Still with that wonderful just hint of tropical flavor and sweetness on the retrohale. Uh, so I want to say a big thank you to uh, Ken and Steve at Casa de Monte Cristo for insisting that I try this, uh-huh. because I might not have. And uh, and it was really a great cigar. The burn was flawless. Complexity was awesome. The cigar was very smooth. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Avo, in my mind, is totally redeemed, uh, as, far as, I'm, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, everybody has... Bad cigars every once in a while, right? Uh, the Synchro Caribe was a $12 cigar and worth every penny. Honestly, I'd have still been thrilled at 15 bucks, And I don't buy a lot of $15 cigars. So, uh, I mean, 12 is usually about where I top out, and I kind of live in that $6, 7 8 yeah, range most ya. of the time. Uh, but it was great. Thumbs up. Highly recommended. Price to quality. I will give it a 7. Nice. A good so, day for cigar yeah, reviews. Good, good day for cigars. They did really well. So, <clears throat> Okay, we're going to take a break, uh, mostly because I'm thirsty, and I want to get back and start tasting uh, uh, some no-label beers. What do we want to taste first when we go into the beers here?
1: You know, I just cracked open a 1980 calls. That's probably a good that's
0: a start. Oh, that's a, that's a perfect, it's a good perfect place, place to start. Because it's yes. only going to get worse from there. Right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, no label in the studio today. It's Starting at the Tustin. top, rolling downhill. We will be right back. <laughs> All righty, and I'll pass those over to you. Back at smoking and Toastin', this program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, Tom Painter from No Label is in the studio today, and uh, we're about to start with some No Label beers. I wanted to tell you, just in case you were planning to attend one of these, that, uh, oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Uh, You know, every time we do that sound effect, it
2: costs (laughs) us a whole beer. I
0: know. (laughs) Consider it royalties for the sound effect. Yeah. Yeah, That's just just the way it works. Um, So uh, amid uh, the resurgence of the Delta variant and COVID, um, Drew Estate has decided to cancel their barn smokers for 2021, uh, which is, you know... uh, uh, Done for the best reason, but still still a bit of a bummer. Uh, they, of course, didn't have them last year. Uh, and they were scheduled to take place in Connecticut, Kentucky, and Florida. And they're going to also be postponing their 25th anniversary celebration, known as DE25, which was going to be at the South Fork Ranch in Dallas. So if you're a Drew Estate fan and we're thinking about attending any of those, it's going to be next year. I mean, we understand what that's like. We still haven't done our 200th anniversary show. Because yeah. we we postponed it because it was right in the middle of COVID, and here we are at you know halfway to 300, and and we haven't uh, we haven't figured out yet what to do. It, so our,
2: it, our 100th anniversary anniversary party was a uh, pretty ridiculous. Yes, it was the um,
0: longest show we've ever done. It was almost four hours. By the time we get to our 200th,
2: it's going to be our 300th. Yeah, because we're halfway there. All right, and. Um, that's going to be
0: just a ridiculous party. Yeah, it really is. What, what we did for the hundredth is we invited, and of course, not everybody could make it, but we invited every guest who'd ever been on the show for those first hundred uh, episodes. Oh wow! So people, uh, and, and of that's course, not clusterfuck. All, not all of <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It was uh, a beautiful clusterfuck. <laughs> uh, uh, not all of them showed up, but a whole bunch of them did. They all brought bottles and beers and cigars. Oh, And we were we were around a long table, and we were just passing the microphones up and down. Uh, it was it was a last almost uh, a 4 and, hour podcast yeah, and <laughs> and the last hour was almost all uh, our buddy Jeremiah from B and B Butchers, uh, who kind of commandeered the show uh-huh. and started talking with your friend Mark Nichols, Mark about uh, draft beer lines and and, uh-huh. and and how to how to keep them. Uh, it, it really got a little technical towards the end, yeah. but that's okay. That's okay. Anybody who was still there in hour number four probably was also drinking. And that was and, and uh, that was a good day for Uber. Enjoy, yes, it sure was. <laughs> Thankfully, we did it in my building, so I was able to just you know walk to the elevator and make my way upstairs anyway we uh we are excited about getting to that and hopefully by the time we get to 300 we'll you know uh, i mean i don't know I, I, who knows where this whole thing is going uh, obviously you guys had to keep your uh tap room at no label closed down for a little while right how, how long did you have to stay closed? we were
1: in and out of closures for about probably six months yeah yeah. I mean, in and out, because, like, you know, at first, everything locked down. Right. And then it was like, all right, now we can open back up. And then the powers that be were like, all right, okay, you guys stay open at this capacity. You guys are closed because you're a bar. Right, and right, like, right. It was this whole thing of, like...
0: Trying to figure out... I know a lot of places started serving food just so they could open <laughs> yeah. the tap room. Yeah, you it was,
1: yeah you trying to look for every, like, like, loophole, like, uh, <coughs> like, like that, that we could. Like, at one point, I think we... It was like you can segment if you have an open area, you could segment it off and that can be your to-go patio area type mm-hmm. thing. And uh yeah, eventually we got we uh um, basically it was allowed that we if we could sign an affidavit and basically become a restaurant as long we had as long as we had a vendor mm-hmm. because the only way to defeat COVID is to have a
0: to have a vendor, food truck.
1: Uh, I mean <laughs> that, I mean that's what happened. I mean we so we we signed on. You have on. to feed a cold. We signed yeah. on with a hot dog vendor. And uh, as soon as we got those hot dogs rolling on the yard, you know, COVID was over, and <laughs> everyone everyone took off their masks and ran to the streets, and uh, it, 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 like it was a great day. So Texas, uh, <laughs> Texas that's is a, that's COVID wrapped yeah, up in
0: moments. Yeah. <laughs> Texas is famously, or perhaps infamously. Um, you know, not <clears throat> shutting back down as the uh, Delta variant has come, has come roaring at us, although we certainly have seen a resurgence of people wearing masks. How is it affecting uh, what you do? Obviously, you don't have to shut down, but are people kind of, uh, you know, just... Kind of doing their normal thing, or they are, are they if so, are they com- showing up in masks? How how does it look out there?
1: So 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 it's hard to tell because typically this time of year is also one of the slowest times of year.
0: Mm-hmm. Because Cause it's hot,
1: because it's super hot, and then people are are usually coming out of summer vacation, putting their kids in school, so they're kind of licking the wounds of of you know the financial wounds of yeah yep. like, of all that, and they're adapting to like. All right, I got to pick up the kids now. Now everyone's on their kids' schedule. Got to wake up early. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, like we have like one of our regulars was telling me last night, right? Like she's like, I got to wake up at five a.m. Take my kids to like high school, you know, practice and all this stuff. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, things it's it's hard to tell. They they obviously have like impacted us, I imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, again, it's happening during what is typically the worst time of year. So it's really like it's like what is it the heat or or like or is it the delta but i know from a lot of our accounts like especially in houston because we're we're out on the west side where everything is a little bit right. more kind of wild like wild west the, but um, <laughs> the wild west of Katy, <laughs> i mean uh, a little bit we're kind of you know and we're at fort bend Fort Bend, it's split down the middle it's it's half and half it's very it's like half blue half red it's right on the line mm-hmm. so which puts us in a unique situation because it's it's like almost if, if we pick a side, oh yeah, or, 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 or if we if we do something, anger is like, half your your customers. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, so it's like what do you do? It's like guys, let's just meet in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be, um, we all like beer, right? <laughs> Come on, guys, yeah. Guys,
2: remember this. Whether you're left or right, beer good.
0: Yeah, yeah. We talk about this all the time, actually, mostly in the context of cigars. But one of the beautiful things about cigars is that you can be in a, a cigar lounge, sitting next to you know a Republican on one side, a Democrat on one side, and and uh, none of it seems to matter. And everyone everybody talks about cigars. Yeah, everybody's talking about cigars and and other things. It doesn't doesn't have a tendency to get you know. Uh, divisive and I think we could beer really should be the same way you know beer no. is not political it's something we
1: all enjoy right we don't i mean we have people of of every color and creed and religion and and you know, political ideology, they'll come through the brew house, and and uh, and, and, it, and it, like it's all pretty good until like someone goes like X a number of beers in, and then I, yeah, like, and then they start they start
0: espousing their philosophy one way or the other. I
1: right? I, I, I have a buddy who does like all of our branding, and he just cannot help himself. Like and I'm just like no 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 no, so, like, <laughs> yeah. because because then all of a sudden everyone who is like having a quiet conversation mm-hmm. about like uh, I'm going fishing this weekend, it's like. Everyone's got an opinion about something, Mm -hmm. but I don't. You know, once they start coming up, it's like it's like a Uh war war zone in the brewery.
2: I got got a buddy Zach that hangs out there. He talks about it all the time. Big, tall guy. His wife Sarah, she's about a foot shorter than he is, and she's about a foot taller than I am. Does he talk about politics a (laughs) lot? No, (laughs) he hangs out there a lot. All kinds of people going. He's one of uh, my CCSD members. Okay. Uh,
0: Well, uh, I hope you know what we all want. I think no matter. What side of all of this you come down on? what we all want is to get back to as close to normal as we possibly can absolutely we may disagree on what has to happen to get there but but the sooner it 's okay for us to you know hang out together and and enjoy beers together it 's the the better I think it 's going to be for everybody now you guys have got pretty decent distribution into. Um, you know, like everywhere, grocery stores yeah. and, and and other places like that. Did you see any kind of a spike during oh. the middle of COVID in your uh, in your grocery store and, and on premise? Uh, not not on premise, but your, your your store sales.
1: So the short answer is absolutely. The um, yeah. you know we were at a point where our taproom was closed. Um, we had no bars to distribute to. So they were close. So we just started collecting kegs. We kind of built a fort. <laughs> a keg uh, fort. I like that, it. That's a grown-up version. We have. We have. We have. We have. Uh we had friends at Spindle Tap, and they were like, "We have a keg castle." I'm like, "Oh, well, we only have a fort." Leave it to those Spindle Tap guys <laughs> to try to
0: top you. Yeah,
2: the uh, but yeah, forts are much more Texas than castle. Though. That's castle's
0: true. A little more English, I think. Well, castle's but castle's very uh, Renfair. So you're yeah, into that. Sure. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. The,
1: uh, but yeah, the, the, everything went up, but but with that came. Um, we, there was a great can shortage that affected mm. like, like everyone because every, I that, yes. everywhere like the only everything is everything is packaged everything is the stores everything yes, yeah, yeah is, is playing to that all in this around the country right so so then all of a sudden it was just we couldn't find cans to save our life luckily eighth uh, wonder they had some uh, misprinted cans. I needed a home and so and we actually even though we're no label, we actually use labels.
0: Right. I noticed that. I was gonna ask. So <laughs> we, we were just labeling Eighth
1: Wonder cans and, and uh people kept on being like, Is this an accident? Like 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 what's happening? No, it's a can elaboration. Let's go. A can, a can elaboration. elaboration. <laughs> Very nice. That so totally I've works. seen
2: actually quite a few cans from different places that uh that were printed as one thing and then with a
0: different label uh-huh. on them. Uh-huh. Uh well, even that's whether what it was in the same place
2: or, or it's what happens when there's a lately. can
0: shortage. You go for any cans you can Get to get the beer out i there. also love that
2: different breweries are helping each other out That's i think that's awesome, that's yeah. awesome in the industry we that's talk about fantastic.
0: this in, in cigars a bit how you know there's friendly competition but there's such a level of cooperation and even collaboration in so many uh, cases and we see that happening in in the uh, in the brewing industry a lot as well particularly with craft i mean you don't necessarily see a Bud Miller collaboration. But uh, but you, you'll you see it in, in craft beer. <laughs> you won't see that because
2: Budweiser puts on a whole movie about who can make the best The most Budweiser-y budweiser Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah, yeah. That's Not a, that, have
0: you seen this? No. <laughs> He's
2: telling me about this. Apparently it's, there's uh, a movie, uh, 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 a documentary uh, from Budweiser. I
0: always forget the name of this. I it's think a, it would be called King... It's a
2: contest within Budweiser uh, with, uh, with their brewmeisters to see who can make the most Budweiser Budweiser.
0: And it, this, no, is, this awesome. is a legitimate thing. They get together every year and bring samples from their breweries because they have, like, um, oh, more than half a dozen, you know, places where it's brewed around the world. So they get together, and it's literally a contest to see whose Budweiser is the most true to the Budweiser taste. And you've got these guys. I mean, they're brewmasters. They've got to know what they're doing or they wouldn't have those jobs. Uh You just think of the wasted effort. They could be coming up with such great beers, you know? But it's not about who makes the best beer. You can make the best beer and finish last in this contest. In fact, you probably would. Uh, It is a great documentary. I saw it on uh, Amazon Prime. One of our listeners will... um, We'll bring up the title on the show notes because I, I I'm blanking on the title again. I think it was called. Kuki Brian is on today. Yeah, uh, Brian mm. Brian will find out. Anyway, it's definitely worth watching, even if it's just for that little window into what it's like to be a brewmaster at one of the you know biggest beer companies in the world. It's 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 fascinating. I was my wife finally had fa- had to tell me to just sit down and shut up and watch so the show because I was yelling at the screen.
2: Oh in my, my head, this is like the Mona Lisa picture painting company. Who can make the most Mona Lisa? Mona Lisa? You <laughs> yeah. know, what I mean, like it's been done. Except okay, if you're whatever. comparing
0: if you're comparing Budweiser American Lager to the Mona Lisa, we're gonna no, have,
2: you know, yeah, you know what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Speaking of good, speaking beers. of
2: good beers, you're empty, as you can see, <laughs> and we haven't even talked about it, but. I'm I've been, now, uh, normally I would pour our guest right some beer, this. but he already has a
0: whole can. No, of can and whole can yeah. and, and I, I'm
2: sure he's familiar with the flavor profile of his Kolsch.
0: Well, I can tell you, this uh, uh, this Kolsch, and, and it might be because it's not you know super cold, but it doesn't have quite that same snap at the end that I'm used to some Kolsch's having, that little bitter snap, and it makes me like it a lot. This, not, to that me I, not that I have a problem with bitter, but, uh, has, but it's so drinkable. It has such a yes. nice
2: malty front end, right, and kind right. of a kind of a green apple Christmas to the finish that right. I really enjoy you're exactly right
0: that's what I'm getting on the finish instead of that sort of like little snap of bitter that sometimes uh, yeah. a coach will have and and listen there's nothing wrong with with the bitter I'm I'm just saying I find this more drinkable uh, and more like uh, you you'll be glad you bought a whole six pack of this because you'll be going for the second one as soon as the first one is so empty.
1: This is one hundred percent my go to beer when I'm at the brewery. Yeah, I
0: can totally see why. The
1: the when you're at it and. and Usually you go to any brewery, like, even though they'll have, like, there's your 8% beer, there's your 9% mm-hmm. beer. A lot of the, lot of the brewers I in, or anyone in, in industry, typically we stick to things around that 5% range. Well, I think that's—isn't
0: that one of the reasons that there's been such a resurgence in, like, uh, lagers and pilsners among brewers over the last couple of uh, years? Because— the the brewmasters like those beers. They're 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 what well, they're, you kind of go to so, on a regular basis.
1: So it's true. I mean, one Texas Heat and all that stuff. But yeah. yes, but yes, brewers love it because so we we recently um, we have an October Fest beer uh, that, that's coming out, and it's more like uh, Mars and Meats Lager, and mm-hmm. our, our sounds like it's right up your alley again. It's the thing was in the tank for like eight weeks, and like and and our brewer he likes to. We had another beer called Taco Season, which is a Mexican lager. It was in the tank for mm-hmm. six weeks. And a lager takes a lots, lot, it's like baking, right? Right. And, and, and they love it because they put it in there and then they check on it. Oh, yeah. It. Good. Sure. It's the geeky style. Like, everything's yeah. going good. From an ownership point of view, it's like, well, you know, that's a tank. We could have, you know, <laughs> and I could be turning out other we, we beers much faster. Beer, we turn this beer in, around in two weeks, right?
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask. I know that obviously Pilsner's lagers. Are more difficult to brew than ales. There's more involved in in the process. Yeah, but, lager does but, actually mean to store, but colch <laughs> is not that way, right? This is this is an no, easier so beer to is, brew. So it's
1: a very easy, cheap beer to make. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it, uh, and yeah, but it, it is my go-to. It's, it's completely sessionable because if I can stay at the brewery for many, many hours, go from meeting to meeting. Every time we go to a meeting, if you are at a brewery, someone's like. Are we having a beer? Having a beer? <laughs> right. Sure, I would be so offended if I came to
0: a meeting at your brewery and we weren't having a beer. You know, yeah. it would be like, no, "Come on, why do you think I came out of here?" You know? um, well, this is uh, this is the as crushable as it gets. In my what is the ABV on this? Five, five point one.
1: three. Yeah.
0: I almost would have three guessed yeah. it was less. It's just so easily crushable. But five point three is uh, that's not bad. That's not bad in terms of of being able to to session it for a while. You know, Yeah. yeah. I yeah. noticed I mean, that your worse. But doesn't yeah. have yeah. a
2: vortex neck on it, or it's uh, it's not also cold-activated. Yeah. How are we supposed Does Like, how do you know if this is going to be drinkable? Does
1: the uh, this car— This is us making fun of the Does the, beer. Yeah. the car Industry. on the
0: front of here turn from red to blue <laughs> when the beer is cold? Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, if we had a little bit more money in our yeah. system, yeah, <laughs> just had those marketing that, that actually would be cool. The the
2: can is awesome. The can is, yeah. uh, it says 1980, and it has it in this very 80s uh, glittery lights. Was there a specific
0: reason you went with an 80s theme for this beer?
1: So this is actually um, originally before it was it was uh, it was just kind of 1980 Americana that mm-hmm. type of thing. We mm-hmm. recently did uh, Anthony Gritty, uh from Beer Chronicle Houston. He did the redesign, and we still kept it red, white, and blue. But we wanted, to, but we're, I'm much more of a cinema file marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a DeLorean here from, like, Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. I was say, so it, the it does make view. me feel very 80s when yeah. I see that DeLorean. I'm, I'm going to do a slight one-off later this year for the new Ghostbusters movie coming out, where it be, nice. like, 1987 with the uh, the Ecto-1 or whatever. Yeah. Like driving awesome. In and green. It,
0: it does look like this Ghostbusters <laughs> movie is actually going to be good. It looks good. That it's last t-
1: one looked awful. I, I didn't
0: see it. It I, looked awful.
1: I, I, I saw it, and uh, it just... It, it just it, it missed the mark. Is yeah. a nice play way to well, say. Well, you it. know what?
0: <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to follow up Bill Murray. I'll yeah. just say that. You know,
2: I don't feel like like I watched it, but I don't feel like I wasted my entire time. Like okay, well, I've I've, I've seen movies where I go, well, that's two hours. I'll never get back. Right. Exactly. I don't think that one, that the last
0: one was that bad, but it, I think you just right. didn't know it what it, it
1: just didn't know what it kind of wanted to but be. It flopped around uh, a little bit. Yeah.
0: I saw the trailer and it convinced me not to see the movie. Which is exactly the opposite of what a trailer's supposed to do yeah this, this can has such an I love the 80s look oh it, re- it really does and and I love it is there is there anything particularly 80s about Kulsh? Uh no. or so okay so it's just so it's just a mar- and that's cool it's just a marketing idea but I thought if there was some secret uh, 80s thing behind Colchs I wanted to know but uh, no i I love the crispness of this beer and like Ian was talking about that kind of green apple uh, on the finish is just so uh, it really uh, it really invokes what I like to call the Doritos effect, which is, I'm, I want another sip. You I'm know?
2: curious because, you know, we're talking here with someone who makes this beer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Were my comments about it completely like, what is this guy talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ian, your comments are he was, always... He was pretty quiet. <laughs> your comments are always but what are they, is this guy like, talking what? about? I like to think of myself as a listener.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well said. It's like, I have well no said. Idea what you're about. All right, that's good. Uh, is there any more left in the can? No, that's it. But oh. we got more cans. Uh, well, you know, maybe I should wait. We have others to try here, and uh, and we will do that coming up in the uh, next segment. Plus, we have tequila to taste, and I'm going to tell you about some cigars to watch for uh, coming out very soon. You are listening to Smoking and Toasting, and we will be right back. Courtney posted "Kings of Beer" is the name of that. Document. Kings of Beer. Thank you. I, I knew it had the word "kings" in it. You really should watch it. It's okay. interesting. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. It is show number 247. We are in the studio with No Label Beer, writing a great wrong on the program by finally having these guys on because we really should have done this uh, a long time ago. Uh, Ian, did I mention that a truck carrying Jack Daniels bottles overturned on the highway? Uh, I've
2: never heard this story before, so uh, lay it on me so I can uh, have actual um, reactions to this. The bottles
0: were empty. That's the end of the story.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Good good to know, right? Wonderful, simple story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. some it's so some Jack that, Daniel's old number 7 not a big yeah. fan but everything else they make
0: oh yeah. is great. everything like, else they make the is deal great with yeah that? yeah i'm 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 with you on that uh you know, to me if you're going with the old number 7 you got to have it in a, a coke or or something it's the it's the only way to go but uh but yes some of the other stuff oh my goodness They've got some. They've got some really, really well developed stuff. And look, you can't blame them. Like, right that that regular Jack Daniels is one of the best selling beverages in the world. Well, they're marketing. Yeah,
2: they're marketing on that brand, that label, and everything else is is unbelievable.
0: Who is that woman that's on their commercials? She's so like the minute she comes on and starts talking about how they do how they distill Jack Daniels. Oh, it's great. Like she's captivating. And not just because she's pretty. I mean, she's there's something about the way she talks and what she's saying. You're like, wow, that sounds fantastic. Which I guess, you know, you're a marketing director. You understand the power yes. of of marketing. And you guys have done, I think, some very interesting and expressive can labels. Now, I will admit, no label, in my mind, I, I I still think of you as bottles. Because that's that's the first no label stuff that I had. But when you guys started doing more and more cans, you really... You really went all out with uh, doing artwork and and doing, doing uh, really interesting and cool uh, can labels
1: so yeah my I mean my background is um, I used to do marketing consulting video and photo for St Arnold and then i I started Buffalo Bayou's marketing and then um, then I did I yeah, did work with Fort Bend and then no label and then when we we did a about four or five years ago that guy who's on that can who's actually he's my best friend and he's also the other owner of the brewery. He went went to U of H. Garrett. We uh, both became investors of No Label, and then shortly after that, we became owners. And uh, one of my big proponents is—was
2: that intentional or is that an accident?
1: What that (laughs) becoming owners, (laughs) the investor, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, oh, we own this now. Well, we kept on stepping up, and we kept on like we were very active investors, which Mm -hmm. which may be annoying for some people, but uh, like but we were very active in terms of like, hey, we should do this, we should do this, and and they were like Brian and Jen who started No Label, like those are good ideas, Um, and they kept on basically giving us more responsibilities and then, which eventually led to a conversation of, do you guys just want to, you know, like buy us out and just right. Take, Interesting. Take, yeah. so take this so they're still around they still have a you know a very, a very small percentage a stake
0: in the but, but, but
1: they you know like we see we see them often enough but uh but yeah in the last I was. I mean
2: that sounds friendly in my mind it was, a, it was like a 80s Trump hostile style takeover, hostile yeah. takeover oh <laughs> uh, yeah we, Wall
1: we, we, Street we had suits there was, had, there was a there movie there was a briefcase we threw on a table we opened it up it's like mm. let's get to business yeah that's right, all right. some guy um, dancing around in his underwear
0: I will just mention I'm very familiar with this beer because I think I drank it all summer <laughs> Last summer, yeah, uh, they uh, they have it. I I live uh, brew of H. I live downtown um, uh, in the building, and uh, where the first floor downstairs is the little Phoenicia Market there, and they had this in stock, and I just mm-hmm. kept, going and kept going back and kept going back and kept going back. It was awesome, uh, but yeah, I love this. It's got a, a nice sort of a, a almost a a, a, There's a
2: fruitiness to it.
0: Well, it, it, the fruitiness, and then that wonderful hop bitter that just makes it. Uh, yeah, just like create such a taste sensation uh, on your t- on your palate, makes you want that next sip. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Doritos it's effect, a,
1: it, but just enough of just enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's a mm-hmm. pale, it's a pale ale. It, it's six percent. It's got that. It's got a bite, but just enough of a bite. But to, that
0: little bit of sweetness, though, on the finish, no. kind of tempers the bite a little bit. So it's got like if you compare it to like a, a Sierra Nevada, which is a very good pale ale that sweetness is what's different about this you don't get that in in a like a Sierra Nevada pale ale, you know what I mean? It's, right. it's that little sweetness just right on the tongue and the palate, is is what makes this special and and why I kept going back and buying more of it all summer last year. Uh, but this is uh, and, and this is a different label, right? Than you had last summer. This is,
1: uh, yeah, slight, we 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 changed it up a little bit. It used mm-hmm. to be pure red. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yep, pure yeah. red. Yeah.
0: I like. Uh, so you have uh, your buddy.
2: What was his name again? Garrett. Garrett, Garrett Hart, riding uh, a very aggressive looking cougar. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh. uh, on the on the. Front here, so, and then uh, and then those, way over here off to the side. And this is obviously one of the buildings at U of H that has uh no label, yes. on it. Mm-hmm. And so, then way off to the side is this little baby cougar just chilling.
0: So, for those who don't know, um, the show this show was based out of Houston, and our you know, the big school here is U of H, University yeah. of Houston. Mm-hmm. So, Brew of H is a very, I mean, it's this is something that makes hometown people happy. That's, that's why I bought yeah, it absolutely. first time, other than the fact that all the other no label beers I'd had had been great. I was like, "Oh, I'll try this." You know, you uh, UH, sure. Yeah, and uh, and I didn't even go to school there. But uh but the point is that it's it's a very sort of like hometown pride kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, because we uh we uh in Texas uh you know, Austin really almost has the monopoly on well-known between Austin and University of Texas and Texas A and M, those are the most, I guess, well known Texas schools. Then you have some then tech. near Dallas and and Tech up in Lubbock. But uh, U, uh, U of H, I feel like, is always, as so many Houston things are, always not given the same level of respect as some of the uh, some of the institutions in, in other places. We see this with breweries all the time. People will write national articles about um, breweries in Texas. And they're very Austin-centric. And don't get me wrong, sure. Austin has some fine craft breweries, some very good craft breweries. They have a
1: very aggressive, active scene, too.
0: But I'll tell you what, I would not trade Houston's breweries as someone who lives here for Austin's. Yeah. I, I think I think Houston's just got it going on when it comes to the craft beer scene. There, and,
2: there yeah. are so many breweries here in Houston that, uh, that I look forward to every time I see something new come out from them. I'll just try it. Like i would never it's seen kind it before. Of hey, hey, I'll sure, just, I'll yeah, just buy it absolutely. Cause, cause absolutely, because it's going to be no labels. One, um, there's uh, uh, Eighth Wonder is one. Mm-hmm. Eureka Heights. Uh, I love Bayou. a lot of Buffalo Bayou, um, Saint Arnold's. Like all these guys. Like,
0: well, I will tell you, this is this is a really wonderful beer. It's one that I um, have had. In stock most of the time in the refrigerator, and believe me, at my house it's tough to keep any beer in stock. You well, know.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know how your cup got emptied so fast. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: what, what? Ian, did you give me a, a cup with some sort of a I think problem your cup here? Broken. Yeah. I don't want you to get drangry. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, I, I I love this one, and to me the flavor profile on it. You know, I'm I'm kind of an IPA and paleo person. That's kind of my favorite spot in the beer spectrum. Yeah. So I try and taste and drink a lot of different things in, in those two sort of areas. And to me, this one is very refreshingly different from the other pale ales that I've tried, and certainly from an IPA. But, uh, but I, I really like it because it, it really is unique and kind of stands on I its own. I want to point out
2: that the, the beers we've tried so far are not ice cold, mm-hmm. and they taste great. And I'm a cold beer guy. And i got to tell you, but you you may or may not disagree working at a brewery like you do, Um, I think if a beer stands up when it's a little warm or even when it's actually warm and it still tastes good, you probably have something decent there. Well, you may be right.
0: But let me just say, I've had this 1980 Kolsch when it was just almost frozen it was so cold, and that's a wonderful experience. But if it stands up when it's warm, agree, agree. No, because because I think yeah, uh, weaker beers—not weaker in in strength, but beers that are not as well balanced have more trouble. Also, when they warm bad up a
2: ingredients bit. show up when it's warm.
0: Yes, yes Like absolutely bad right. or subpar ingredients. The cold can mask cold that masks a little bit. A lot I was, I was just
1: about to say that. Like cold can completely like some because if you go to like say any uh, restaurant. You know, like like a Hooters or a Twin Peaks, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's a sports bar, and the you know part of their mantra is don't, ice cold. Don't beer. Don't forget Ojos Locos, well, obviously. <laughs> the the, um, the uh, but you know, it's ice cold beer. It's like it's always like it, some of them bank on it's it's so cold. But oh, when it's they so put cold, it in a pitcher, they
0: put a. Big thing, uh, uh, a yeah, ice thing down of ice the middle. In it, yeah, of it. Oh, I know, I know. Like you but, have well, to right. have that kind of. Cold. And, and I will say, if if I'm at like a party or something, yeah. and there's uh, just sort of like uh, macro beers there, and that's all there really is, I look for the coldest Miller Light I can find, <laughs> right? Because it helps. I'm just going to point out, most macro beers, if we were drinking
2: at this temperature, would Ooh, taste rough. Like yeah. Like what have rice you, leaves behind when it's sat out for three days ever on the counter.
0: A, have you had, ever had a warm Coors Light? It's oh man, nasty. that's why. That's a cold-activated can. It's an early <laughs> warning <laughs> right, system. Right. If those mountains, it that's should a, say, "If mountains are not <laughs> blue, do not drink." <laughs> that's what it should say. All right, we got to take a break. This is this is wonderful. I I can't recommend this beer. Highly enough, I, I, it's it's one of my absolute favorites. Well, uh,
1: we're about to enter the danger zone. So.
0: Okay, well, I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> we're keeping the '80s theme going. <laughs> we'll be right back at smoking and <laughs> Welcome back and smoking and toasting. It's it's a musician thing, Ian. We, we can't do anything not to the beat. You have and that, to do it, it in time. Yeah, you have to do it in time. It just whether you're opening a beer or or uh, or doing things. I've even noticed like if I'm washing dishes at home and I have uh, I have music on, I have a tendency to make the splashing and clinking sounds on on beat. Uh, that's. It's probably some kind of a sickness. So
2: I'm trying to pour it on the mic so that you can hear the little... Yeah, I appreciate that. Going into the I glass. Did.
0: Hey, did I mention that there was a truck carrying Jack Daniels bottles that overturned on uh, a highway in Ohio? Ooh, tell me about this. Yeah, the bottles were empty. <laughs> what happened to the truck? I have no idea. It nobody, turned over. I love that story. Nobody cares about yeah, the nobody truck. Nobody cares about the truck. <laughs> That's exactly right. Was but the driver okay? I don't know. So <laughs> say every
1: time there's another follow-up email. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, program, by the way, is
0: brought to you. I, I've uh, been negligent in uh, mentioning our sponsors. Our program is brought to you uh, by the fine folks at MyCigarShirts.com. Great shirts on the web for people who are cigar lovers and the people who love them. And uh, you can check them out at MyCigarShirts.com. Um, because... Cigars. Absolutely. So now, I, I noticed you didn't say a whole lot when we were
2: doing our cigar reviews. Are you a cigar uh, smoker at all?
1: Um, you know, so... The uh, short answer is no. Although, if I'm on a fishing trip or something like that... Yeah, yeah. I'll usually wake up. There's a time. I'll wake place. up at 5 a.m. and I'll be like, Oh, God, I smoked cigars last night. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I used to. I used to when I was in high school, because I thought that was the cool thing to do, it was to smoke cigars. And, and, um, and uh, they yeah i found a loophole in my in my school's um a student manual where they, they they didn't allow cigars in uh open containers which is a weird why would you even put it like that so i just found cigars and that had the like boxes and whatever yeah and the snap. boxes
0: or like a yeah
1: yeah and so i, I got caught with those and, and, and they were like you yeah, know you need to be suspended i was like excuse me they're in a closed container and then uh, <laughs> and so then uh so then I graduate I, I I go study in Austin, and then they literally I don't know how they do this, but they find my address and they mail me a manual that with an amendment that says also includes, well, includes <laughs> Wow no uh, kidding I was like I was like that 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 is uh, that school is pretty. You're vin- the vindictive only
2: <laughs> person I have ever met in my life that said, "Well, I smoked cigars in high school <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah, the yeah.
0: only person I've ever wow. met. Wow. A um, couple of uh, cigars to watch for. One of the ones I had on my list, uh, we've already talked about here today, and that was the uh, Avo Synchro series, which mm-hmm. has uh, the newest release, the Caribe. So it is the fourth release in the Avo Synchro brand, which includes Avo Synchro Nicaragua, uh, the Synchro Fogata, and the Synchro Ritmo. I think it was the Fogata that I had such trouble with, and I loved the name. It made me think of it. Isn't there a place here called La Fogata that's like one of those uh, restaurants where you go and do the. the the pot thing where you dip stuff in the chocolate or the, I don't, know if I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Clearly, you guys have never been to La Fagata, and it's been years since If I you
2: guys it. are listening to this, uh, I hope you could hear the looks on our faces uh, as we stared blankly. At <laughs> you certainly crickets. could hear
0: the despair in my voice when I realized you had wish, no idea. I wish this idea. little sound machine had yeah. this.
2: There's, the, there's no crickets.
0: like This should yeah. have like the, some crickets, crickets on it Crickets or would have been totally apropos. Uh, <laughs> veteran cigar maker Ernesto Perez Carrillo has oh, made a limited bad-ass. edition cigar exclusively for the members of the Tobacco. Tobacconist Association of America, the retail members. and that TAA exclusive. That cigar has just started shipping to retailers. It was made in the Dominican at the La Alianza factory, and it's the TAA 2021 Toro 6x52 uh, composed almost entirely of Nicaraguan tobacco except for a little bit of Brazilian leaf in the filler, and the Brazilian leaf is Matafina. So he, uh, uh, Ernesto said he had not used that particular tobacco since its early days in miami it's medium to full in body uh retails for about nine and a half dollars and only a thousand boxes have been produced so i like to tell you about these things so you know if you see them and you want to try them get one now you know because those
2: taa exclusives are almost (coughs) always fantastic and if you see them snap one up
0: and one of the world's more intriguing cigar shapes is coming back the alec bradley trilogy uh, it's a cigar that's pressed like a triangle. Do you remember these from like five or six years ago? I, I, I smoked a think number I ever of had these. One. Yeah, they were really good. It's pressed in a triangle, like a box press, but in a triangle that's shape. A triangle press, yeah? a pyramid it's, press. It's been off the market for more than a decade, and so a lot of smokers have not uh, seen one. It was actually born from a complaint. Alan Rubin, who's the owner of Alec Bradley, remember the words of a colleague who said there were just too many round cigars on the market. So he went out and made a (laughs) triangle-shaped one. He went to Home Depot, he said, and they were demoing a DeWalt saw, and he said, does that thing cut angles? And soon he had created a do-it-yourself cigar mold, and that's how the Triangle Cigar uh, was born. There'll be uh, three blends in a Toro size, uh, 10 per box, only 1,000 boxes of each, so uh, look for that as well. I'll have to try so that. A couple of new cigars coming out. All right, so tell us about this. This is the—is is it Cali Boy? Is that it's what Cali Boy. All right, and Ian, can we show one of those cans to the camera because that is a—that uh, is a very distinctive uh, can label. You know, yes. For, uh, we kind of touched on this, but for a company called No Label, your can labels are awesome. You know, I mean
1: that, that's the name the Lord gave us. This <laughs> is manual Twirley. Yeah, gear. I get it. Mm. Cali Boy.
0: What was the? Um, the idea or was there a specific idea behind and i realize this is before you guys were involved but behind it being called no label the brewery
1: yes uh so brian and jen have this uh, great tale uh, They're the original owners where uh he was telling me uh, i asked him the same question and he, he's like you know one day i was out tearing a bottle off bottles you know drinking beer and i was like mm-hmm. we need a and he was a home brewer and he's like i want to start a craft brewery yada 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 and it's kept on ripping labels off and then it was just like, I'll just call it No Label, yada, yada. I'm listening to this story, and I was just like, you know, Brian, that's wonderful, but... Kind of hard uh, to but, market. But, but But, but, <laughs> but it, well, I told him that ripping labels off is usually the sign of sexual frustration, hmm. so... No, I, <laughs> I, I have heard this. <laughs> I have heard this because...
0: Um, uh, and, and for a long time, I suspected it to be true because I kind of picked that habit up back when I was married to my ex-wife, and uh, so I, I just figured, yeah, something to that, yeah. But uh, <laughs>
1: this thing's great.
0: <laughs> but yeah, see, I'm telling you, we can get you one of those if you want for your show. It's, it, you. it it adds a lot. I think uh, it really does. No, uh, but uh, but seriously, I have heard that before. That that's supposed to. Show that's supposed to mean that you're sexually frustrated.
1: Yes, and so that that is uh that's the original. So, I'm all in on labels because I'm not frustrated at all uh, sexually. The uh <laughs> but the uh, but yeah, so and this is Caliboy West Coast IPA and it is um our head brewer is actually our last brewer he left us during COVID. Uh and he's at Great Heights making delicious beer and we were on the hunt at one point last year, we were like, all right, there's no bars to sell to. The taproom's closed, and we don't have a head brewer, and, and there's a can shortage. I was like, okay, these are all... We brew for us. And so we did a... Uh, we, since we had time on our hands, we did do a, a national search, and we kind of took advantage of the great California uh, exodus. And so our head brewer came from he came from San Diego, came over here. He's just been kicking ass. Ever since Ryan Trailer, and but then people were like, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna sweat his ass off. He's gonna that Cali hmm. boy is gonna melt in the Texas heat." Ah. And, and does he have
0: a beard like the Cali boy on the? On uh, the he, this, is, this, is, this is this is him. I was him. gonna okay. ask, is this that is, actually him? Yeah, yeah this, is, this <laughs> is
1: him. So you got California on one side, you're leaving California. Welcome to Texas, mm-hmm. and he's sweating away. But the thing is, he's he's like he's like dude. San Diego was like 112 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding. So. so
0: he's he's gonna use it. Well, you know what the uh, the toughest thing to find in California is a U-Haul. That's, <laughs> that yeah, because yeah, people are and a place to smoke. Yeah, and well, there's that too. Although, as Ian has pointed out a couple of times, California actually has laws about smoking that are very easy to understand. Um, you can you, smoke anywhere you want as long as it's not inside. Or outside, that's California. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, nonetheless, we did a very fun and interesting show at the uh, Beverly Hills Cigar yeah, Lounge Hills Cigar uh, live Lounge. from there, which was uh, which was a lot of fun. And I broke the California law for a long time during the month I stayed there a couple of years ago. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you're just gonna have to do what you have to do. Um, I love this beer. It is definitely it's, gone. it's definitely a West Coast uh, <laughs> IPA, but it is not. You know, a, a, a lot of the West Coast IPAs though. I find fall into because you know the the New England style is a little juicier and the uh, yes. and the juiciness or the haziness sometimes offsets the um, the hop hop bitter a lot of times when you go with a West Coast it's just going you're just gonna have to be ready for it to be very bitter and this one is not not so bitter it's very well balanced
1: it's very well balanced no our uh, our uh, our head brewer he's a he is a beer purist uh, and and uh, it's uh yeah every everything he ma- this is the first beer that he made on his own too yeah which as as a brewery that um, on our system so mm-hmm. as a brewery owner it was like it was the big day mm-hmm. where's that
0: this was his oh. big
1: yes <laughs> that's basically how it went yeah the, uh, <laughs> so, so this was his
0: first <laughs> sort of creation yeah for his no first label.
1: creation and no label and I remember just like it was like here it is I take the sip just like and I was like oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: don't have to throw away that many gallons <laughs> <laughs> like, well, It
0: had to have been a moment of relief, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As, No, this is quite good As a
2: home brewer, I was, uh, the first time I ever brewed I, was, uh, I had a friend of mine helping me And I said, hey man, this was Frank Crockenberger, actually <laughs> I said, hey man, what if, what if I brew a bad beer? And he goes, listen, if you brew a great beer We're going to sit down and we're going to enjoy it and get drunk if you brew a bad beer, we're gonna get drunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the, the the wisdom of Krakenburger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just kind of the kind of the way that it goes. Well, no, I like this very much. In fact, I might even like it a little better than the brew of H. That's that's, it's, that's uh, saying
1: something. Collie K- K- Boy has definitely been a huge mover in our tap room, and then and we had it in the market for a blip this year, yeah. and it sold like crazy. So next year it will it is graduating and it's becoming a core. A core so, yeah. yeah. So
0: right now you can how get many? this at the tap room.
1: You, yes, you can get this at the tap room on tap and in package, but you can't get it anywhere else at the moment. But starting starting early next year, Cali Boy will will rightfully so uh, be, become. You'll find it in HEBs and Total Wines. <laughs> how really how many beers are in your core line right now? So right now it's 1980 Side Haze and El Jefe, and then mm-hmm. we and then we have kind of uh, quarterly pops where a beer is basically it's in the system for like two, three months. And then we have kind of um, every six weeks there'll be another beer, like a seasonal right. sort of type of thing. So mm-hmm. it's like different layers and diff- where things graduate to. So like, for example, so Caliboy he brewed it first last year. It was on draft. And then the second time it came out, we had a can in the tap room. And then it did a blip in the market it's just kind of like a a special like one off release, like mm-hmm. a seasonal and and now it's graduating, it's becoming our all the time that's
0: do you do uh, do you do anything still in bottles, or have you converted completely cans?
1: It's all cans. I love cans. It's all cans, and, yeah. and really, I mean, there's a lot of economics behind it. But one, I
0: understand that, and I love that it frees you up to do more stuff. And I understand all the. the I mean, things. it's like I it's, just love bottles. It's Like
1: HEBs, you know, you can yeah. where one bottle is, you can put like like two, two cans. cans. I get you it. Know?
0: I get so. it. Yeah, uh, I, I just I just love beer in bottles. Cans I'm, are vastly superior. Well, uh, but <laughs> uh, but I will say this. If you don't have the opportunity to pour them into something, bottles win hands down, because that last sip of a bottle beer is nowhere near as flat and warm. You obviously don't understand the concept
2: of a speed hole, sir.
0: (laughs) I'm not talking about if you're chugging it. I'm talking about if if you're just you know if you're just uh, you know sipping your beer.
2: Uh, you know what? If you put one of these in one of those Yeti or Arctic uh, koozies, they stay so cold.
0: And I do that. Like, And they're name.
2: weird because they're heavy, and
0: you can't tell how much I've, beer you have left. I've given no, yeah, up all of a sudden it's just like... Yeah, it, it jacks up your whole <laughs>
2: registration
0: on how much beer you have. I've, I've given up <laughs> on this campaign, but I still get, I do still get a little excited when I you know, walk down to Phoenicia in my building and I, and I see that, oh, they have the dogfish head in bottles.
2: I actually... So I actually, if they have... The the beer in bottles and cans. I almost always just get cans. Wow.
0: See, I, and I'm the opposite. If They're it's, easier if, to store. If they've
2: got it both ways, I always go bottles. There's there's less contamination issues. The, there and I'm you know if I'm at my house, I'm going to pour it into a glass or I'm going
0: to have it in my little koozie. Sure. I understand. So, I, I you've yeah. given me all the reasons. With a speed hole. I'm just telling you that's just I'm just old school <laughs> like that. That's just that's just how I like to roll. Uh, this beer is very good. I'm so glad you're putting this out on a regular basis uh, next year.
1: Our it is it, it's the crown jewel of, of kind of the DNA our new head brewer has put into. So has
0: he come up with other uh, beers as well, or Everything, is this the is... next one we're about to try? Okay, good. We're, we'll be <laughs> looking forward that. to that. Uh, in fact, we will take a break, and when we come back, we got a lot to do in this next segment. We we'll know be there's trying, tequila involved. <laughs> we'll be trying Kevin's mom the India Pale Lager, <laughs> we'll yet another Kevin's yet mom. another creation of uh, of your uh, new brewmaster. We'll be trying the. Uh, the tequila the addictivo that just sounds like addictivo, a dangerous tequila. sounds like a dangerous thing doesn't it addictivo so this is gonna be the best segment uh, yeah. of all the right. entire show and uh, <laughs> and as if that weren't enough drinking news next segment all coming up on smoking and toasting tequila with a Kevin's mom back you get to learn about Bunny Man Welcome back, it's Smoking and Toasting, it's show number 247. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars We're brought to you by com. Great shirts, uh, t-shirts, and uh, sweatshirts, and hoodies, and other good items on the web uh, It's hard hard to think about hoodies right now, is Yeah, it? yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. get them
2: early so you yeah. have them when it does get you you know, below uh, 80 they're all, degrees They're all at
0: MyCigarShirts.com Check them out, they are a sponsor of the show And uh, you can find them on the web at com. Because cigars Yes, sir Alright, Ian, um, it's time what, what time? It's time for Drinking News. Drinking News,
2: Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. I thought a man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When I asked about his absent arm, he said, uh... I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News.
0: Cheers, y'all. Uh, drinking news, as we like to remind people, especially those who are not familiar with this uh, particular segment, this is uh, stories that maybe but are not necessarily about drinking, but are probably always best listened to if you've been drinking. Yes. And that is your drinking news. And we news. have been. And, you know, from time to time, well, Ian, did I mention <coughs> that a truck carrying some Jack Daniels bottles overturned? Drinking news,
2: <laughs> drinking news. I don't know. High, now it's
0: time for Drinking news. A Truck
2: in Ohio with Jack Daniels in the bed flipped over on the freeway. What do you rhyme with freeway? I don't know. Uh, when the police showed up, he saw the bottles and gave him leeway.
0: <laughs> I liked it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah. That, time, that, we're going to work on that. From time to time, uh, you'll hear stories about... We you know, might be making things up. You'll hear stories about good Samaritans or innocent bystanders who jump in to help someone who is in trouble. We always enjoy these kind of uh, Heartwarming. stories. Yeah, they restore your faith in mankind, right? Or they jump in to maybe to protect someone from a bully or or, or some kind of an attack, right? While a Florida man... Oh. He recently found this out the hard way after he bumped into a woman in Orlando. And by the way, don't show the picture yet. Hold on to that. Uh, Before he bumped into a woman in Orlando and words were exchanged when it began to appear that he was likely to assault the woman, a bystander jumped into action and administered a serious beatdown to the Florida man, (laughs) which all sounds like something that, you know, could happen anywhere, except in this case. The Florida man was pummeled into submission by, picture please, the Easter Bunny. (laughs) A man dressed from head to toe in a white, human-sized bunny outfit came to the woman's rescue and (laughs) subdued the Florida man with his, and I'm quoting from the news article here, bunny fists of fury, end quote. Uh, Admittedly... There is not much more to this story except for the opportunity for us to thank another bystander who goes by the name <laughs> WorkFifth on Instagram who managed to capture this image of the superhero Bunny Man in action, man. which we will share you know, with you here, of course, if you're watching the show on... on uh, so I don't, I don't get to see this picture because the there's video.
2: a little bit of lag, so i got to wait until so uh, it, it comes up. No, I have not seen it yet? I'm, I'm just
0: going to wait for you to see it before <laughs> we wrap up. Because, yeah, there's, now, always, there's always a little Intermission lag. music. Yeah, but those who are who are watching the show, obviously are already seeing it. Oh, here comes. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. so and the
2: picture <laughs> putting the
1: beat
0: down. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's total Bunny Fist of Fury. So the newest hero in the Marvel Finish, Cinematic you know. Universe is <laughs> Buddy Man. Yep, and this took place in Florida. In Florida, oh, of course it did. Yes, all the best stories uh, of start with it, yeah, Florida Man. No. So I,
1: I, I've never been to Florida, uh, and, so, I, and and I keep on like every time it's like I need to, like like visit it like like I, I would visit a zoo. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Look around, <laughs> take in Florida Man for all he's worth. Uh,
0: well, as far as I'm concerned, that picture. Yep. Was totally worth that's, doing the story. That's
2: pretty amazing. And that is your drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news.
0: Honestly, I don't know if I'd have even done the story if it hadn't been for that picture. That picture was just (laughs) awesome. (laughs) I mean, that's why we have to thank that guy from Instagram that posted that. We need need to go ahead and forward that picture on our Facebook like Uh, as soon as. We definitely definitely should do that. We definitely should do that. Uh, You are listening to Smoking and Toasting. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Our guest uh, in the studio today is uh, from No Label Brewing Company. Tom Painter is a co-owner. He's the marketing director um, as we get ready to taste this next beer i wanted to uh, ask i saw you the the shirt that you're wearing i don't know if the camera angle has got that or not but i see that you're doing the uh the no label logo uh with the lgbtq uh flag pride colors right um I i wondered if um you guys clearly obviously you did a shirt like that on purpose but the craft brewing industry has actually come under some criticism lately for not being as inclusive both with uh uh with women and with uh you know people uh of color with people from uh the gay and lesbian community is this something i mean is that obviously if you did a shirt it's something you're thinking about right so,
1: well so this is uh so our taproom manager um uh she she's a lesbian and her her former wife well also lesbian clearly the uh the uh, <laughs> And this
0: is sounding like a Friends episode. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, she worked; they both worked for us for like like for years. And uh, and one day, it was like two years ago or so. She, um, uh, her wife that passed away, uh, she she came up to me and she asked, um, say, Tom, like, is no label ever going to have something like 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 for us to celebrate that, that
0: speaks out to the yeah, to community. Because, yeah,
1: because like it's like we work here, like we're here and whatever and and." And at that moment, honestly, I just like it's like oh, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm all for it, you know. Um, But I just hadn't really thought about it, and then it was like, yeah, why not? Um, Yeah, I've no, you know, everyone should be happy and live their own life and all that stuff, and And so we did it, and uh, we got a, you know, we got a little anyone that we lost, like we got on the on 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 the flip. So it was, uh, yeah, it all kind of we're pretty our taproom manager. It's a woman, and she's like homosexual. One of our sales reps is a woman, and she's homosexual. Our GM is, is a is the the largest Mexican man you will ever meet in your life. I mean, <laughs> the I mean, no, yeah, race and sex and creed and religion are all things in between. They they really don't matter to me as long as you're not an asshole.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, to me, that's that's the thing. It's like I would much rather hang out with someone who is. A different race than I am, or a different gender or a different sexual orientation, or any of those things than I would to hang out with another white guy who's an asshole, yeah. you know what I mean like like it's just i i I don't get where the resistance is to some of this, but there has been critique of the brewing industry clearly you guys are ahead of that curve pretty substantially you
1: know I was on a fishing trip a while back, and we were talking about uh Everything from uh, police lives matter to, to black lives matter to get, get, you know, Trump and Biden, and all that stuff in between. I was like, ultimately, everyone's got a lot of views, but the big one is just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Like, if, if you could if wake up in the morning and, like, I'm about to, like, go, whatever the hell. It's like, no, if a little voice says, don't be an
2: asshole. Mm-hmm.
1: But what, what like, about, we can solve a lot of problems. What about
2: the simple why are you
0: letting other people's lives and decisions affect you? Right. Why can't you be the
2: person that you are? Why does it matter
0: are? to you? It's like we talk about music. It's like, like what you like. Like, don't let anybody else tell you what music you're supposed to like. And that's a very much less important thing than how you live your life, right?
1: Well, we got flack on this. And Did we you have, really? And we had, we had hats. And, and some people are like, well, I'm not going to go to you for the rest of the month. I was like, you know, you could easily just come here and not buy that product, right? Right. Like, I actually
0: I noticed it, it, the shirt when he came in,
2: and yeah. that's why I set our, a banner back there to just blink different colors. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good that you did. Yeah, we're
0: covering all of the colors from the shirt and from the gay flag in the uh, in the uh, sign. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I just think it amazes me that in 2021 that there would be people who would say, well, I'm not going to buy your product because you have... A shirt that is supporting gay rights
1: which is you know and we, that's I mean, crazy. that is pretty and, and, and we we live in <laughs> texas which is a small business kind of mm-hmm. mind your own type mm-hmm. of state right right like everyone should you know it's you know you got to respect like what someone does in their business and their land and their things yeah and, and so it's weird to have like well i respect you up to this point but i don't like that you are you know like i don't know it's very yeah. strange yeah. And, and so right. i tell people People, anyone has a problem like with this or whatever? It's like we have 24 beers on like on like our tap wall. I mean, if you're really offended by brown ales or 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 hazies, right? So, right, spiel in the crappy industry, hate. Hazies. I can't believe you but guys like, would make that. I'm not gonna shop here, right, right, right. <laughs> but,
0: but why would it keep you from drinking one of the other but, beers? But yeah. would, it,
1: would all of a sudden, that, yeah, would that block you from drinking all the other beers? You know, there are traditional like uh, you know uh beer purists that you know don't like hazies at all we make them uh but you don't have to drink them so right. i mean i mean it's pretty
2: well, <laughs> i just i just want to point out i also
1: like rainbows
0: mm-hmm. and i just i think but rainbows are just fine. something wrong with
1: liking rainbows <laughs> I, I I i will say i was our tapper manager she was like when are we gonna get more prize stuff and i was like "Well, oh. i was like Lindsay, you know from a from a merch perspective, you know, the more colors you have on a shirt, the more expensive the shirt no, is. That's true. <laughs> so, Spoken so like a marketing director, the, yeah. Y- 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 this movement has chosen the most expensive label <laughs> that we can p- potentially put on anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so I have a
2: solution for you. Then you just have to have a gray logo with gray stripes and then just print the, the, the color, like, just, you know, red. Orange, just, you know, just, say, just write the it. word. Yeah, right, right, right.
0: <laughs> Actually, that might be a big selling shirt if that's, you think about it. That's <laughs> <a problem. laughs> it kind <laughs> of <laughs> a <laughs> cool idea. I, don't, I don't <laughs> like it. We should call MyCigarShirts.com and do have them do one with a cigar. <laughs> that would that would work. Well, I, I think I think it's uh, absolutely awesome, and I think that um, if there's, uh, you know, at, at this point, I, I remember when Google first started. I remember they had their their motto was "Don't be evil." Remember that? Now I don't know if they've stuck to that, but that's a whole other discussion. Uh, that's another show, but I, it is. It is. Uh, but I do like your idea. Maybe that could be the the unofficial craft brewing um, uh, motto: is don't be an asshole. Yep, yep. You know,
1: I mean, especially in this in, in this industry, people you know people leave will leave no label, go to St. Arnold, or go to St. Arnold, right? No label and. We share a lot of people all the time, a lot of nepotism in the industry. So, like, don't be an asshole because you never know who you're
0: going to be working for later, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about uh, about this beer. Uh, I love it. I'm on my second cup. I'm a fan of the India Pale lager uh, style anyway. So, uh, obviously, an an IPL is a lager Mm -hmm. and not an ale. But are there different things that other than the difference in the ale and lager process are there other things that you have to do to create this that are different from an IPA or is it is it essentially the same thing except it's just where the yeast is and the process and how I long mean it, got,
1: it, it spends a lot a lot longer in the tank and, and and you know the result that you get is you get a very high ABB beer mhm um, However, it's incredibly 7. crushable, 8% right? Eight so, percent, and doesn't even come doesn't close even to tasting like that. Do, it, it, it doesn't. It like this is this tastes lighter than probably the colts, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet, it, like it's the strongest by by a mile.
0: In fact, it's crushable enough, Ian, that I might. Uh,
1: <laughs> and uh, you have crushed yours. Mm-hmm. And our head brewer, he made a. We we had a beer called Hipster Apocalypse, which oh, was, I remember that. Yes, which is a triple IPA, and it was and and it was like. 11.2% and I remember mm-hmm. drinking it I love and I mean like like oh this is del-. but then my hair's on my arm went up and I was like, I'm like what's what, what's the ABV in this and, it was, and it's like it's 11 dude and I was just like Stop making deceptively aggressive <laughs> beers. I love those. Those are yeah, some of my yeah, favorites. Yeah.
0: Well, we've talked about that a lot, about those higher ABV beers that just don't feel like it when they're going down. And that's, uh, I, that's I a I find myself thing.
2: leaning towards higher ABV beers uh, not because it has higher ABV, because a lot of the beers that I like tend to have.
0: Tend to be those, yeah. Uh, higher ABV. We, when we don't have a uh, a, a brewery on as a guest or a representative like, uh, like yourself... We generally bring in three beers, and Ian kind of lost the privilege of being able to bring the beers in, uh, and and it's something that I've taken over completely because. Good for you. What a great responsibility. He'll start. (laughs) He'll start with about eight percent. And go up from there. Like I remember, I remember there was there there was one show where you brought in the three beers and nothing was below nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, well you, you guys brought in an art car today, And I was just like, yeah, I'm not starting with this.
0: Well, no, so <laughs> art car, We have some of these in the refrigerator. That that's kind of our show beer. You it's, know,
2: it's all that's left in the refrigerator yeah. right now. Yeah,
0: which doesn't mean we don't like it. No, better. not at all. Yeah, but it's yeah. what's left. Every now and then, though, we will have. A beer that we don't really like all that much. That'll be all that's left in the refrigerator. Because we usually, here at this company, we usually keep beer in the fridge. But sometimes it gets a little low and we're forced to drink. For those of you
2: out there listening, I want you to know that I'm hanging around with two people who keep beer in the fridge at work. Mm -hmm. I just want you guys to think about that. Mm -hmm. about that. I
1: also keep beer in the fridge at work. Yep, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. No, I'm yeah. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and I know this will come as a surprise to you. I also keep beer in the fridge at home. I do too. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's harder
1: to keep uh, it in the fridge at home.
0: So, Kevin's mom is uh currently available, you said, at the tap room, it's right?
1: Uh, no, well, it comes out next weekend. Oh, okay,
0: comes out. And does it come out in cans or just uh, just these, at the tap room?
1: These these beautiful cans. So, it started out as a draft release and then it then it. We had much success. Those cans are awesome. We haven't even
2: talked about the can yet.
1: Yes. And the, so Kevin's mom is, we were talking about this like during the break, but Mm -hmm. it was uh, basically originally the head brewer and myself, we got into a, yeah. I
0: just scooped my cup over as he's pouring. (laughs) This (laughs) is so good. This is a
1: great beer. We got in a a big discussion of, he was making this beer and we're talking about names Mm -hmm. and he was, he was like, "I want to name the spirit creatures of the sea." And I'm, and I'm, creatures. It would have made sea, for a great can. I and, I, and I'm just like, look, I'm just like ah, creatures of the sea. I don't, you know, like what what's gonna, you know, it's a long name. It's uh, I don't know what. I, don't know, I mean, from from the market, the
2: marketing and sales
1: perspective. i has been I'm listening
2: like, to Dio songs. I was like,
1: well, he has a <laughs> he has a pure purist meaning behind it. He's explaining. I was like, I understand. I said, <laughs> I was like, I can't I can't do anything with this. And he's like, oh, I see. He's like, what are we gonna do? Just call this. And he just points to. Uh, Kevin's mom, who's a regular at our at our tap room, her name's Rochelle, and he's just like, "Well, we just name it Kevin's mom." I was like, "Yes, that is a so you,
0: obviously this is an American Pie reference as well, right?" Yeah, I yeah,
1: was well, yes, it's a, a Stacy's mom, Kevin's mom, and
2: I'm so geeky that I thought it was a reference on the um, on the Louder Than Love album from Soundgarden. There's well, a song see, called "Full On Kev's Mom." I'm
1: I'm
0: th- I'm thrilled that you are geeky enough that 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 actually occurred to you, Ian. Uh, I'm, I'm- I'm, I'm impressed.
1: So on the label, there's actually a picture of Kevin and Kevin's mom.
0: Oh, that's an, that actual, actual, that's an actual picture. That is actual Fantastic. Nice an <laughs> actual photograph. Oh, yes. I love it. I love and it. Then,
1: and then we have a, there's a beer photographer named Joshua Alday, who I told him I would always put him on the can, but then he left us and he went to Carbach. So I put him on a can as a, and, he, and he, he, he sent me a message, he's like, you made me a finch? From American Pie, I was like, "Yes, I made you Finch." <laughs> and, uh, and there's Kevin's yeah. mom. And there's... do you still talk to him? Yeah, I'm seeing him tomorrow. Yeah, we're. Will
0: we're... you ask him a question for us?
1: Absolutely. Could
0: they please bring back sympathy for the logger? Oh, I, so that was one of the best. things And as soon they made as they got ever. bought by uh, AB, it went away.
2: Yeah, we were so we were crushed. I it called our... it too when he came on the show. I was like,
0: "Are you gonna keep sympathy? Oh yeah, we're gonna." Get gone at least they should release it as a special like seasonal or something bring it back that was honestly it was their best beer you know uh, I we say that there's I I found some beers that have replaced I
2: love this uh, Kev's mom by the way yeah yes Um, there's some beers that have replaced this in my uh, in my uh, uh, refrigerator for the lager but I still miss it I have a little nostalgia for it because Mm -hmm. it was it was one of the earlier dark lager it was one of the earlier lagers that you could get that had a lot of flavor, and a lot of people weren't brewing anything and it was like very that. Very malty, the
0: very malty. I, I love, love it. it. Um, this beer, uh, Kevin's mom is is fantastic. I have a feeling this is going to be a huge hit for you guys when it comes out. You said it sold out at the tap room,
1: right? It, it sold out twice at the tap room. Uh, nice and draft, and then uh, yeah. So now it's finally gonna. It'll be in cans. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, end of the month. End, so, end so August, this is so. coming.
0: This is coming even sooner than uh, uh, than the last beer that we had, correct? Uh,
1: to to yes. stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is well. The beer's come to the tap room uh, in cans for the first time uh, next week.
0: Okay, and but it'll be a little while before it hit stores. I take it.
1: Yeah, it'll, it'll, okay. it has to still work its way through the system, but I, I'm sure it will do just fine. Yeah, uh,
0: I have a feeling. I mean, you guys have really had a good success record with with everything you've done. You also did. I want to ask you about this before we sample the tequila. You guys also did a beer in conjunction with uh, Bedrock City, the, the comic book store yeah. here in Houston. What what led to that? So we're so Randy. Uh, R- geekiness. I just want to go ahead and say well, geekiness that's, led to that. that. Listen, I will let my geek flag fly high <laughs> and proud, okay? I'm I'm down with it. I loved it. It was up, up, and away. It had the superhero guy on there. Yeah. Heading mean, to stop bad beer or the, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, the,
1: yeah. The simple answer is we're all kind of comic book geeks or cinemaphiles, especially mm-hmm. uh, Garrett and myself uh, have always been. And then our GM, Randy, who's a deep close friend of ours, but even you know before craft beer, uh, he GMs basically the entire brewery, and he is a huge comic book nerd, and, and the fact that he has two kids only allows him to keep on, to uh-huh. keep on, sure, keep on doing sure. this, you know,
0: it's
2: like, uh, and pass it
1: down to uh, a new generation. It was like
0: my dad with model trains. <laughs> well, I had model trains when I was a kid. I didn't really care that much about model trains, but my
1: dad loved them. You know? well, that was his so Randy, in it. It was, Randy loves Bedrock, and, and Alamo Draft House, and all that stuff, and yeah. so he... He was able to work it out with those guys they were all for it and they actually we we got an artist out of an actual dc marvel artist to, 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 to yeah because the, the comic thing. art was great on yeah that's fantastic and so we're actually about to do we haven't announced it yet but i guess here the uh we're working on a second collaboration beer with them um Shabam. The, is this uh, going to be a villain? Thus uh, it it is still in the same like universe. Yeah, the, up, yeah, up and yeah, away universe. yeah. So basically, the story will kind of continue, in the, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a a different style of beer, and and uh, it, and we're we work working on the label. It's it's weird for that label because it, it does have a comic book artist of, of it. Like we're seeing all these renditions of it, and it's, That's like, so it's cool. like What are you gonna do? Uh-huh. And like and like, it's everything is just so just. Badass, yeah, and and we won a few crappier. Some uh, there were some broodies we won, which is like a label award, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, like we won it for Up Up and Away. And The the beer is delicious, the label just you just can't. The beer was great, you just can't. I bought it it instantly, just (laughs) like (laughs) boom, done. And and Bedrock, they've been huge partners of ours. And on the last release, actually, since stores are open back up, the uh, they actually they win, they gave us a handful of comics. And they went around with us as we kind of hid comics in display stands with, ah, with six packs. So that's so cool. If you buy the six pack, you get the comic, and all that. Oh, so that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah. I love it. I love
0: it. All right, so because because the show has led us here, most important question of the day: best movie Batman? Which actor?
1: Ooh, uh, for me, probably, probably Michael Keaton. <laughs>
0: Woohoo! Yes. However, that's the right answer.
1: However, <laughs> in terms of the best Batman movie, I would have to go Dark Knight. Uh, I agree. <laughs> that was the, that was the best Batman movie. Yeah. But the best Batman
0: actor I thought was Michael Keaton. Yeah, I, th- I thought he nailed it.
1: I just, but but really, if you put Batman anything in front of me, I, I will most likely watch it. Yeah. You know, even if it's even if it's uh, old school like the '60s Batman, like. You know, shooting a shark with spray and kicking it off of Oh, come on. There's slow. something just awesome about that, though. There's
0: something just awesome. Cause Cause I love how I they
1: have would,
0: on how my utility would belt. jump on the fireman pole and start sliding down to the bat cave. And then when they got there, they were dressed in their costumes. Yeah. Like, how do you do that sliding down a pole?
1: Um, and Affleck, for me, he's just. Uh, and uh, he's great he's also just he's like he's like too broody like well
0: see we were we were talking about this actually, on the way earlier here. today on the way here Ian and I and we were saying that uh Affleck works okay as Batman because he's a little wooden as an actor and that kind of works as Batman you know yeah. it's kind of a
2: Batman's kind of a stiff he, character yeah yeah
0: exactly you know exactly so um, but uh, but very uh, just just for Kick's best movie Superman
1: oh. Wow, that's, a. Uh, there's only been, well, three, right? So, yeah. that's tough, because Henry, Henry Cavill never spoke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like him, though. I think he looks the part, you know what I mean? No, he he's a great actor, just like, he, like, it was, you know, Zack Snyder, you know, who wrote those movies and all that, mm-hmm. like, it was just him emoting for, like, it was a lot of, a, it was a lot of, like, beautiful images. Yeah. But, like, it was like, he never, it's like there's Batman v Superman and Superman goes to court and like he's on trial and he's gonna and he's just about like Superman speaker and then the, the courtroom blows up and he just, right. he just sits there <laughs> and fire and, and he's like I didn't he's get to say stoic. anything. he's a stoic uh uh superhero so it would have to be the uh the original Chris
0: Christopher Reeve well oh. it's hard hard to go wrong there did
2: you guys uh remember the Saturday Night Live episode where they had all the superheroes having an office party
0: oh yes I do and, remember. and they're making fun of uh Superman slash Clark Kent because they yeah. think uh, when he puts his glasses so, yeah, on puts, like, oh, we can't oh, tell. We can't tell who they yeah. are. So funny. <laughs> Let's talk a little tequila, gentlemen. This is the uh, uh, Addictivo Tequila Añejo. It is aged in French oak barrels. They had, by the way, because uh, I picked this up at specs, they had uh, not only this, but the Reposado and the Blanco, and they had an Añejo Extra, but it was just a little
2: out of my price range, so I went with the Añejo. <laughs> so, uh, so this has a uh, uh, an interesting agave and caramel kind of mm-hmm. smell to it. As weird as that sounds, yeah.
0: No, you're right. It's on the nose. It's kind of agave and caramel uh, is is the primary. And there's thing definitely
2: vanilla. So this. Now I noticed, uh, uh, and you do this a lot because you're very conscientious about what you bring on here and how well the show flows. I noticed that. You made sure that the uh, the the packaging was removed from the top of this. Right. it can um, cause a, a major delay. And then, on and then the you also if you have to removed remove... the product from the from the neck of the bottle.
0: Right. Again, I don't want to, to make splash, sure that like there's no splash
2: know. or spill mm-hmm. or anything right. like that. So I do I do want to tell you I appreciate I'm that.
0: A, I'm a, I'm a team player. This is one
2: of the most unique and
0: fantastic. Well, you know what's interesting? Tequilas. What's interesting to me is it almost reminds me a little bit of a rum because it's got such a a cinnamon flavor on the finish. The cinnamon, but
2: the the retrohale is all pepper, like creamy Mm -hmm. pepper. It's so
0: bizarrely good. The sort of vanilla and maple notes you get on the nose don't show up except a very late sort of maple-y finish. Uh, yeah, there's
1: a, there's a sweetness to it. It's like, yes. it, it is like a really easy drinking tequila. Yeah, it, it, I just, that
2: pepper on the hell is just, I absolutely love
1: that. There's a low burn.
2: Yes, a low burn. That's a good way to say it. On the bottle it actually says um, according to the Surgeon General women should not drink alcoholic <laughs> beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Good, I'm glad,
0: glad they were able to include that. Oh. Uh, just so I, I don't you have know, information about the uh, I I don't tequila. know much actually about this company, but what I do know is there are so many new tequilas that have hit the market in the last couple of years. And I guess that's true really with every spirit, because we're in a kind of a renaissance period for spirits and, and craft beer, but uh, but this is one I just hadn't seen before. The bottle caught my eye, and uh, you know you'll appreciate this as a marketing director. But I thought if they're trying to get that hard to get my attention, I'll uh, give it a, give it a whirl. The, just, uh,
1: the bottle is is phenomenal, it's but, but absolutely fantastic. But we were talking about this in, in around the break, right? Like that that top is like something amazing. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Because the top has got if a, you can uh, figure
1: out how to penetrate it. Yeah,
0: the top has got the ability to, uh, to sound
1: machine? give you that.
0: <laughs> uh, well, Geeky
2: moment, Wiki Brian says, don't be evil is no longer the motto for uh, Google, but I'm not is surprised. the last line in the code of conduct.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I'm, I'm still not sure if they get to even claim that. I'm not sure... I'm not sure how non-evil Google is at this point. But... Well, they are listening.
1: Yeah. Well, of course they are. They're want... listening to everything. I have, a, I have a Google phone, which means we'll shut off any minute. Now. Yeah, right. <laughs> beep, beep, beep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I can't Google no-label beer. You guys don't show up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, how much uh, attention do you guys pay to uh, your... Your website is that a thing for a brewery these days to have? I mean, do people go to your website to find out more about you, or is it just kind of a thing you sort of have to have? So you do.
1: Um, a little call A, little column B. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people still use it. Uh, we still get a lot of traction there, and that's where people will. That's. I mean, especially like going on um a, a, like a show like this or or anything else, people will use it as their informational encyclopedia, right? Mm-hmm, right. But uh, yeah, we have a we have a calendar there. Like like with everything going on in our tap room, that is usually about there's a two week buffer time like on mm-hmm. events and stuff. But then uh, you can also see all our beers, and and people will contact us through there if they're looking for something, and that's usually how people will get a hold of us. But but yes, for any craft brewery, like what I love about craft beers, we're so marketing centric. Right, like, it, you walk into like Eureka Heights tap room, and you're like. All right. Someone really went to town yeah. on on basically design language, mm-hmm. color schemes. Yeah, like, yeah. It is murky. their their whole corny joke theme. Yeah, like every, every, everything about it. So social socials are definitely where where we soar.
0: And how is? I mean, I think I already know the answer to this, but it's still I think a good question. How is the sort of spirit of friendship or cooperation among craft brewers in? In our area here, in the in the greater Houston area, is it is it? uh, Here's a different way for me to ask the question: Is it as friendly as it seems?
2: Is it like that scene in the uh, Anchorman where the two different (laughs) two different uh, uh, networks have the rumble?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no. It's pretty. It's it's pretty friendly. I mean, Mm -hmm. because also, but we've talked about this before. There's a lot of people switch sides a lot, right? right? Especially you know sales reps. sales reps they, or are reps here they become managers somewhere else or right. or, the, or a brewer a seller or a sellerman here they're an assistant brewer there they're a brewer there eventually they're a head brewer here there's a lot of people that like they trade around so that's the mantra of don't be an asshole because you know like because if you want to get good talent you don't want to be the place that everyone just leaves right. Uh, right um so um yeah don't be an asshole is. Uh, credo number one but uh yeah everyone is super friendly like it is it's a really good industry obviously there's there's some competition but i think a lot of that happens probably more on the on the distributor side right uh but trying uh, to
0: get shelf space and things like that yeah yeah Yeah.
1: um but uh yeah for the most part we're all one big we have guild we had guild meetings they went on pause uh during covid and they just recently came back and kind of that and also the the same reason that I took on doing that radio show responsibilities because I really do miss these people, mm-hmm. and it was really good to see these, these friends again. And Just
0: out of curiosity, at the Guild meeting, who brings the beer?
1: So the Guild meetings they, they switch, there are a different brewery every, every time. Oh, okay,
0: so it's at the brewery. I the need brewery, to go undercover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be a good smoking and toasting assignment for you, Ian. To go into cover at a guild meeting, or at a series of guild
1: meetings. They they, they, are, they are they are a lot of fun, and I think it's going to get real. They they yeah they go down a dark rabbit hole. Typically, the breweries will close down, and then all of a sudden people come in, and then we, it, it's just kind of like the taps are open. Yeah, have fun, uh, and uh, it's great because those during COVID all the stuff got put on pause. Sure, yeah. and uh, not being able to see people and it it, it was really it was horrible and.
0: Well, my- we very much appreciate you being on the show today. We're going to take a break before we come back and wrap up, but uh, four very, very good beers and a pretty interesting tequila. This tequila is delicious. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Yeah, it's, quite it's good. really, really good. Yeah, a- a- Addictivo, A-D-I-C-T-I-V-O, Addictivo. It's going to mess tequila. up the rest
1: of my day in a good way, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: just telling Ian how I try not to schedule too much important stuff after the show. Yeah, exactly. It's not so much that I'm, you know... Incapable of working, it's that I'm incapable of wanting to work. Right. You know, yes. it's it's the uh, the motivation is more of a struggle. But uh, in any case, we're going to take a break. And We'll be back to wrap this one up. Uh, it's smoking and toasting, and it's show number two forty-seven. And we'll be right back. Yes. <laughs> Why do I love? You that like so that hard. one, don't you? It never seems to actually fit when you do it, but you just like it. Welcome back. It's Smokin' and Toastin'. We are glad to have you on board for us in a truck in Ohio, overturned, carrying an entire payload of Jack Daniels bottles. The
2: bottles were empty. Proving that the more times you tell a joke, the funnier it is. So So,
0: I think it's interesting (laughs) that you say that because I, I firmly believe that. My wife does not subscribe to that at all. I don't do that many things that drive her crazy, but that's one of them where I keep well, going back to the joke uh, to over add, and over. To
2: add to your story, um, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth
0: defects. See, we've, we've you've done that one uh, at least 100 times on the show. Right, it's funnier every time. It's, it's when you go to the can to give us details about the beer— and that's what you come up with. So
2: just just so you know, I started doing this because sometimes you have a can that has information about the beer, and sometimes you have a can that has no information. So right, right. so when he goes, hey, what does it say on a can? Well,
1: <laughs> it's yeah. So that, that's actually one of the things I, I always like got away from. I, I really hate copy. I hate people. Yeah, sure, light. sure. Like, you like
0: cleaner. Uh, I just want
1: to like if if that's what I took away from the no label part was like it's like just put in an image. Get you, mm-hmm. you get what you need from it. Well,
0: there's a whole story on the Kevin's mom can yes level. you just like, have to like, like yes infer it from
1: the from well, the images, you know, and the right?
2: story gets way more interesting the more of it you drink. Uh,
1: you're 100 percent right. Well, you know, Kevin works at the tap room. People go up to him and they order his mom all the time, and uh, <laughs> and, and so he, he will. So people
0: <laughs> walk up and say, "Can I
1: have your mom?" <laughs> That's right. I said your mama. <laughs> and he just he just he just kind of just takes it, and it's really funny. Like we put a big banner up, and, and him and his mom and his family, they all came and took pictures with it, which is like it's like strange. It's yes. hilarious. It's heartwarming. Yes, all all of those <laughs> things at the
2: same. Time. One day, Kevin went to work and decided that things were going to change.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, mentioned this earlier, but I just wanted to uh, just wanted to follow up with the fact that uh, if you are excited about Sam Adams and PepsiCo. Collaborating to do hard Mountain Dew, uh, that it will be available in early 2022. So you'll be able to be on. And now they can say do hard. Yeah, Uh, Boston Beer will develop and produce the drink. Pepsi will create an entirely new entity to sell, deliver, and market the beverage because that's what multi-billion-dollar corporations do. The hard do. Yeah, do the hard do. That's that's what it's going to be like. So um, I really do uh, hard do. I'm just coming up with phrases for them now. Isn't that a Stevie Wonder song? Do I do? But <laughs> um, well, this show is, has really taken a serious detour here in the final segment, hasn't it? Um, really want to say uh, thank you to Tom Painter. Tom is the uh, co owner, marketing director with No Label Brewing Company. You guys make great beers. I mean, every one of these was fantastic uh, today. Thank you, guys. Yeah.
1: And this. I mean really has been one of the most enjoyable kind of interview experiences oh, thank you. that we I've, are, I've ever been a part of and uh, I've been a part of many. So we, we think <laughs> that,
0: we think that the amount of alcohol consumed uh, does contribute to that.
1: This table looks a little like like what my room did when I was in my mid 20s yeah. like it's just like there's just beer and liquor just scattered beer across and, and, and
0: bottles and, and cups. And yeah, <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, we would go with the red solo cups which would make it even more like that experience. Yes. Uh, but it's a little harder to see the color of the uh, the beer that. True. Ian tried by the way, during a very long stretch of this show, to go with Red Solo Cups for his drinking cup in every episode trying to get them to sign on as a sponsor but we were unsuccessful so i dropped them yeah we were unsuccessful so you <laughs> dropped them. i dropped them <laughs> i've dropped plenty of red so look <laughs> day. i can just say uh no you guys uh tap room is fully open at this point right
1: uh seven days a week uh, uh <clears throat> more often than not coming in at three and like like in, in the party's kicking on the on uh the weekends we open at noon and uh, as long as people are there drinking, we're, we'll usually stay open. Do so. you
2: generally have a food truck out there? Or, uh...
1: We have, a, we have a, at least one food truck at all times. Plus, you... we, have, we have a pet vendor on site. We are building a restaurant as we speak. So oh, wow.
0: uh, Are you still doing the hot dogs? Uh, no, we've moved on for more than just hot dogs, <laughs> but every once
1: in a while, that that, that that still happens. Makes a return
0: appearance. But you're doing a, a full uh, restaurant. That's awesome.
1: We are, we are doing a, a, a full uh, a, a restaurant. Yeah, we're building it right now. We have plenty of space out there, and so we're actually recon- we're converting one of our older buildings into said restaurant, and it's actually uh, it's a lot of fun. Man, I mean, all all this stuff is like a lot of fun. I was like, no, now food parents, and then our head brewer is like, we need to have a house beer just in the restaurant. That's that's all there is. And I was like, I like that idea. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm liking everything
0: you're saying. That's awesome. So, well, uh, thank you so much. Thank you guys for making such great beer, and uh, thanks for coming on the show and uh, sharing this much of it with us. We give them all a huge thumbs up. Everything we had today, I thought was. Just wonderfully balanced and tasty.
1: And if if you guys have a uh, clusterfuck three hundred show, uh, make sure to invite me back. Oh, you'll be invited. There's, there's, there's no question. It's (laughs) gonna be.
0: I I don't know what it's gonna look like yet, but I know it's gonna be ugly and it's gonna be wonderful. Uh, Uh, CF three hundred. You're
1: you're describing my ex girlfriend.
0: That's fantastic. (laughs) CF three (laughs) hundred AF. Uh thank you everyone for being a part of the program today. I'm going to need Ian just so I can uh toast us out. I'm going to need just a little more of that uh of that last beer of Kevin's mom. Yep. I just I, I started to just say I'm going to need a little more of Kevin's mom <laughs> and that <laughs> sounded so wrong in so many ways that I just wanted to say Specify that it was the beer uh, Thank you again Tom for coming on the show And thank for uh, uh, sharing these beers with us We've had a wonderful time And we look forward to having you back again You know, you guys do like special releases And limited things all the time So yes, we do. don't, feel, uh, you know, don't feel That you need to be a stranger Come back on and, and let's do this again Yeah, reach
2: out whenever you got new stuff coming out.
0: We don't need to wait another 247 shows before we have you on again. You are correct, sir. All right, perfect. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to everybody for being a part of this. Thanks to our uh, guys on the show notes. And uh, as we like to say, cheers, Cheers, (laughs) y'all. That's funny. I only say the word.